The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You watch a Fantastic Forum, your premier show about comic books, and your live weekly show, or I'm sorry, your live weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and the like. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll have you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is a riddle. Inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You'll love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey. <laughs> hey. What are you thinking, Joe? Uh, that if my game capture card really did die, it's going to be a pain in the ass to get another one. Like oh. it was a pain in the ass to get the one I have. Yeah. And if I, it just died. It's gonna give you a pain in the ass to replace it. They're they're a little more common and, and cheaper now. But like, like a few you, months ago. You're you're a little low, Jay. You might need to pull the mic closer. No, it's Oz. Whenever he comes on, my mic gets lower. Uh, uh, Oz is not on. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> is he? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's fair. I love it. So I'm not going to introduce him. Well, <laughs> but I was also thinking, aside from my issue, uh, happy birthday, Scott. Yes. Indeed. Next, we have the pillar, the backbone, our nigh invulnerable straller, straller. Our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman. I, I, I combined those two apparently. <laughs> Moses Magnum, you're a strawler. Look, Larry, you're fucking up, man. Get gain weight again, man. I think you losing weight, like is fucking you up. You know, I gotta congratulate you. You're the fittest member of Fantastic Forum now. Am I? No way. I don't believe that. Yeah. Sounds like lies to me. Yeah, because you beat me by like Four pounds. No, but but Joe. Joe weighs more than you think, man. He's solid. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a side of beef. Look, I don't know. I don't even. I haven't even seen Oz in two years. I don't know what Oz looks like. Oz oh, I, I guess I can play. <laughs> Oz might be a professional bodybuilder on his off days. You know, I gained a lot of weight from the quarantine. Like, what are you at right now, Jay? I think I'm at like 280. See, told you. Because wow. Joe's also a lot. He's like taller than both of us. Oh yeah, yeah, Joe. Joe and so he carries it a lot better. I seen him yeah. without a shirt. Yum. He's <laughs> 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 so crazy. <laughs> oh man. Bad day. Say what? <laughs> no, I remember the day he saw me without my shirt. 
<laughs> it was it magical? <laughs> it was just weird because I don't normally change in public. Yeah. So I remember it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Joe, Joe, you you're pretty fit. Like for a bigger dude. <laughs> you know? Uh, we were doing like Long Beach Comic Con. Yeah. And that was back when everybody was here, like uh Emily, Oz, and Amber. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why'd you say it like you've never heard of her before? <laughs> oh no, man. The, my mind is just kind of like way on the screen capture card. I apparently so. I'm not listening. We I need to door dash you some some of that popcorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> some Adderall. When you hear when you hear the knock, just answer. <laughs> uh as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh shout out to Oz. He won't be with us today, unfortunately. He's he's out making the world a safer place for you and for me. But we still got a fantastic show for you. Uh, we will be talking about news, basically, like all all show, all news, all comic book news, all comic book related news, entertainment, pop culture news, all the time. Well, okay, for the next two hours. Well, <laughs> and then after, after that, we're gonna stop. But really, the, you huh? you owe us a review. What? What? I owe you a review. Yeah. What am I reviewing? Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah. Listen, I was about to say, I'm like, I don't think I have a review for you because I didn't, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't read or watch whatever it is I'm supposed to read or watch. But you are right. I, we we will talk some about uh, uh, Demon Slayer, M Mugen Train, Mugen, Mugen. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that because I got to see it in theaters. It's the first movie I've seen in friggin' a year and a half. And so, yeah, we can yeah, we can talk about it. In theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. The before that, right. It was Sonic the Hedgehog when that came out. I was with you and 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 Ray. And we went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, which had, as I've said many a time, was a much better movie than it had any business being. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, what's up with that Sonic sequel though? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what? Where? I mean, where's that announcement? I'm just saying, like, well, that's one of our news stories. Oh, well, there you go. See, there it is. Synergy. I love it when a plan comes together. So anyway, uh, yeah. So if you have uh, news that you want to share with us, or if you have uh, an opinion on the news that we're sharing with you, please don't hesitate. Jump into the show. It's we're going to be free forming. Uh, freestyling all all show, um. So, um, before we do all that, though, of course, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, uh, who without him this show would not have happened. Happy birthday, Scott Rubin! Hope you're doing well, man. Hope look, I know Scott's having a fantastic birthday even in a pandemic. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Scott Scott Rubin's a creative dude. I'm sure. Uh, I'm yeah, sure he's having a lot of nit nitrogen, nitrous oxide ice cream. There you go. Yeah, like I'm sure. I'm sure he's having uh, with Adderall sprinkles. 
I had a raw sprinkles. Wow. <laughs> what, look, I I was I was gonna be a, a bit more tactful and say he's having like a mini Burning Man celebration. And then that would have included the Adderall, but without saying it out loud. No. Yeah, you could, yeah. <laughs> could still run for office. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So anyway, uh, but yeah. How do you get down with Fantastic Forum? Uh, here's how you're going to go ahead and do that. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. We need an animation for that. We need to what? An animation. Oh, that would be nice. What'd you say, uh, Jay? I don't know how to draw yet, so I can't (laughs) do it. Jay doesn't know how to draw, so no animation. Look, Joni's, Joni's like, there's a, a software called Procreate on iPad Pro, and oh, you can draw on it. Yeah, and it's really like it's like Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator, but for the iPad. And there's like whatever you draw, you can actually just animate right on it. And uh, one of the cool things about Instagram is you get to watch like Dustin Gwynn or these other artists that use it, like they, they're drawing and they just animate it on the fly and post it on their Instagram. And it's like, wow, I'm watching a fucking Jorge Molina cartoon. You know, like it, it's cool. fucking amazing. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I didn't to be real. <laughs> no, it's good. So, um, yeah. Oh, look, I feel like I'm forgetting a part of our intro, but maybe I'm not. Maybe we just got through it. Is that what yeah, happened? It's because Oz isn't here. It's because Tiger Claw did not put anything into chat. Oh, that's what it yeah. is. You would have that's... said bullet chat comment out of chat. You're right. You're right. But you can mess around and jump in chat, and we will include it in the show, even if you're not Tiger Claw. It, it actually, especially if you're not Tiger Claw. <laughs> <laughs> so. You like know. even when he's busy working or something, he still manages to get mentioned on the show. Indeed, indeed. Whoever oh, can tell me how many times we've mentioned his name wins a prize. How? How? Like, oh, you mean in this show, or you mean across the? No, across the, whole, the entire career of Fantastic Four. Who even knows the answer to that, man? We're I, at like seven forty-eight right now. I would. I would not trust the person that could tell me but, that. Tiger Club. Tiger Club be the one that tells you. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I wouldn't trust the person (laughs) that could tell me that. I'd be like, man. But anyway. Simulate a Tiger Claw comment. Go for it, Jay. Uh, So, simulate a Tiger Claw in chat says. Uh, hey, what's up, Fantastic Forum? What did you think of the Escape Room 2 trailer? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that could be a Tiger Claw. That could be yeah. a Tiger Claw He's comment. Like, Do you think Mayor Young would shit himself during it? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, to say, like, I've never been so scared that I actually pooped myself, but I guess. Look, the night's still young. Hey, there it is. There it is. Escape it's Room like... is scary, though. Like, 
it's more cerebral. Like it's more like the fun of that movie is watching people solve the puzzles. <laughs> is is Escape Room not basically like? Isn't it basically Saw? No, no, no. It's, it's so tame. It's it's so tame. Like PG thirteen. Um. Yeah, like hardly any. Like I don't think any blood. I don't remember any blood. Like it, it's a very tame movie. Like you would enjoy it. There was oh, a little okay. bit of blood. I I love escape rooms, but not scary ones. It's not scary. Like you would actually enjoy this movie, I think. And I'm not just saying that like deceptively. Like I honestly think you would enjoy it. Okay. I'm surprised it got a sequel. I didn't know it did that well. Well, I saw it like three times. Oh well, it's for you then, Jay. Yeah. You're the one that got the sequel. I'm like, wait a minute. Joe's like, you're We only expected three, three watches. We got five. Green, green lit. <laughs> oh man! Okay. The chat says, "What? What did I come into? I don't know, man. Who are you married to?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh. Yeah, I'm playing like like all my hardware is fucking with me right now. <laughs> I, I'm playing like two escape room mobile games on my phone. Is either one of nine nine nine? No. God damn no. it. Nine 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 is isn't that wasn't that on the three DS? It's on the Switch also. Oh okay. no, what three DS? Okay. But isn't that a scary one? No, it's it's not <laughs> scary. There is murder, but it's not scary murder. What, what's what's not scary murder? Isn't all murder scary? At least to the person getting murdered, I would think. Yeah. It oh, depends what what if you have a badge or not. <laughs> See? Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, it's not scary. It's super tame. Um, that one I don't think has any blood at all. Um, and the story is phenomenal. Like, especially across all three games, like, it's amazing. Uh, oh, so the one on the Switch is a port? Or is it a new entry? A port. Oh. Did all three games get ported or only the first one so far? I believe all three. Oh, there. wow. Well, who knows, man? Maybe I'll mess with it. And they're like escape room games with a story. Yeah. But so, not a scary story. No, it's it's mystery, but it's not scary. Okay. Uh, TigerCon chat says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? What you all think of that Eternals trailer? Also, where were they when Thanos showed up? They have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> Eternals, you got a lot explaining to do. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible Selma Hayek impression, Larry. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. It is a terrible Selma Hayek impression, and, and that would probably be a bit more timely. Uh, <laughs> but it's really interesting because... Was it? Wait, are oh, we going to talk about the new story or no? 
Wait, what? What are we asking? Are we jumping into the new story for the Eternals, or you're just gonna do preamble? Might as well. Might okay. As well. Just one last chat comment before we switch gears. Okay. Uh, Hexilla in chat says all murder is scary to Mayor. Mayor doesn't play GTA because of all the murder. Mm, this is true. I've murdered a lot of people in GTA games, and none of it has frightened me. And uh, with that, I'll play the music. Music. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. All right. So the the Eternals teaser trailer did in fact drop. This is, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is like our first like in motion look at everybody, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Mo, despite you not necessarily being a big two kind of guy, generally speaking, when it comes to comics, you the Eternals are one of these areas where, you know, you're you're like a fan of these characters. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I really like you know, and part of it is, you know, we got into this last time when we were talking about conspiracy theories episode up here, click up here, where we talk about the ancient astronaut theory or where these overlords come, you know, it's the tenets of, of Scientology too, where they just bring in these deviants and these good people in here and just seed the earth with life, you know? And that's kind of where uh, I feel Jack Kirby was, where it's like, you know what? Let me do that. Like he read, I believe he read Chariot of the Gods, <laughs> that book that's referenced to ref with is referenced in, uh, ancient aliens a lot and uh it really that's the birth of that ancient alien ancient astronaut theory and really like jack kirby just really says i'm gonna do that but for superheroes you know and eternals do the thing and then anybody's ever taken over or used them has been pretty cool because they kind of always follow that and that's something that i really like because it's like you know that's kind of I've always thought, like, you know, the stories of Perseus and Hercules and Thor and, and Jesus were all, like, the comics of their time, you know? Mm -hmm. It's their superheroes, and, they, you know, time passes by where they become legend and, and almost history because of the anthropological nature of, of culture and, and how everything meshes with these stories. So Eternals really, like, unbeknownst to me as a kid, like, that's why I liked it. Because it kind of explained the world, that world, in a way where you kind of see it like our world <laughs> in a truly yeah. primordial prehistoric stories of really just people with powers and do that do great things in our early human history, you know. Yeah. And it's like religion makes sense when Eternals exist, right? And then. Um, you know, and as far as the trailer goes, like they're the ones coming to Earth, and it's like that—at least that's what it seems like. It is a teaser. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, the sweet tooth coming out. I'm turning a new leaf, and I'm not hating shit preemptively. But um, yeah, it, it's it, that's what it seemed like, and that's like you know, that's kind of the coolest thing about it for me. 
aside from like the character designs, which they already like got rid of all the cool character designs. So it's yeah. like only one that looks remotely cool is Icarus, and you know it's the costume's not red enough. But yeah, if it, the thing is, if they made his costume red where it needed to be, like pop, like everybody else would look so like out of place. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're not even making Icarus like the main dude like that. Um, they're doing it with Selma Hayek, where she plays an old bearded white man, and uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so aside from that, I mean that character's never looked that hot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I, I, part of me is like, you know, uh, the, my head and my heart for for you know comics and superheroes is like, <sighs> but my penis is like, yeah. So. Is this First, is this the first like? Well, I mean, I don't want to say major, but I'll say like, I guess is this the first big two super or or, or comic book character that's been like just completely like gender swapped? Like, has that happened in a movie before where they just like we know that's usually a, a guy, but we'll make it a woman, or that's usually a woman, but we're gonna make it a guy. I feel like it's happened, but. It, you know, it's probably not something that major. And you know, Eternals isn't all that major, really. Yeah, um, and that's like I'm not I'm not saying it like you know, they're that, that's why I said like I, I I didn't say major, but just like you know, yeah. big two because it's like I, I don't remember, I can't think of another time where that's happened in in Marvel, like even for minor characters. Like oh say it again, Jay. Doctor Strange. Or Tilda Oh, Sol the ancient one. Well, they never. I mean, they they never said that she's a woman. I hear you. Like they kind of play it a little bit androgynous or whatever. But I mean, she doesn't look like a man. And they um, I know they gender swapped Moon Dragon in uh, in Jessica Jones. Uh, Moon Dragon. Yeah, Moon Dragon is like you know, like a the alien character female in yeah, the you're, comics, you're talking... and, and uh, in Moon Jessica Dragon Jones, if, if memory serves me right, Moon Dragon and Jessica Jones is a black man. What? Yeah, because Moon Dragon trained Hellcat how to fight. And in Jessica Jones, a black man teaches just uh, uh, okay, how to fight. So, ergo, <laughs> so, so yeah. fat, so, uh, so moon dragon is black. It's a black dude. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Jay, what do you think of the Eternals trailer? Oh, I thought it was super pretentious. And <laughs> wait. Jay, you're still a little low, man. I think Am you I? hear. I, I think you hear him lower than than he is. Lower. Oh, that's yeah. weird. It's weird because I hear him fine, but oh, okay. you know, I, I'm having the same. I'm having the same issue with the soundboard, where I hear the soundboard really low. But last week I asked you guys, and you guys said you heard it fine. So. Oh, okay. Well, then listen. I, well, I apologize, Joe. Keep going. You found it super pretentious, and why? Oh, the song they use. It's a really pretentious song. And I mean, it's not that I don't like the song, but it is a pretentious song. And when you well, put 
trailer, it makes the whole movie look pretentious. And I was not feeling it. What song was it, Joe? I don't, I don't, I don't can't recall it off the top of my head. It, it must have been. Which one? The end of the world. Oh. Yeah, she's like, don't they know it's the end of the world? Because you're not in love with me anymore or some shit like that. Huh. Like, it's a really nice song. Just a really nice, pretentious song. <laughs> but, That's again, like, super pretentious. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, I already had my Eternals movie. What What was your Eternals movie? Hancock. Hancock. Wow. It's closer to Eternals than this. From what I see from the trailer, it's closer to Eternals than what the trailer of Eternals is. That's fair. And that's what normally in my old days, when I was young and full of piss and vinegar, um, I'd be angry because it's like, Marvel, you own Eternals. <laughs> Why is yeah. Hancock blowing you up? But I'm not yeah. mad about that anymore. I don't, I don't do those. I don't react that way anymore. It's it's interesting because you know I I don't know that I've ever been a huge Eternals fan in and of itself. Like the characters, or I guess the the characters that are Eternals that populate the greater Marvel universe, I'm definitely fans of. Obviously, like Thanos. Um, uh, being the one that I like the most, but even you know people like Cersei, who was an Avenger for a really long time, um, or or I guess an era is better the way better way to say it, or you know people like um, you know like Star Fox or whatnot, um, just that just kind of goes into the greater like you know Marvel cosmic. Like and and you know, doesn't like necessarily keep to themselves as much. Like I mean, the Eternals, especially during what would be considered, I feel like, or I should say, after the Eternals got created and they had like their initial kind of run, like the Eternals kind of played the background in Marvel for a long time. Like that, you couldn't just go to the store and get an Eternals comic book because it wasn't there wasn't one. Um, the characters intentionally or or I, well i don't know about intentionally but the characters were used more so as background characters in the greater marvel universe anyway and even when you have like marvel cosmic stories you might have like you, the eternals are you know you know or might be involved but it's like more so like you know people may be going to mentor to ask him about stuff because he's like old and you know, like you don't see necessarily like Icarus just out doing stuff. And it, it's not until like relatively recently that Marvel's like, okay, well, hey, we're gonna make this movie. We need to get these characters out here. And you know, of course, we have an Eternals comic book now if you want to go read it. But no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but it's it's not necessarily like in line per se with what you might remember from the Eternals if you had even come across them reading Marvel comic books in the past. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's Eternal interesting like, how, how this is like, I, what I can tell you is from this trailer, I'm like, this doesn't feel very connected to the greater MCU to me, which is okay. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I, I 
I mean, realistically speaking, you could have said the same thing about Guardians, I think. Yeah. But um, but it definitely feels like this is going that Guardians route where they're just like, we, we've reinvented these characters for the MCU and this is what they're going to be moving forward. So, You know, uh, one thing I will say about this trailer is that I I don't think I'm gonna love it, but it looks expensive, <laughs> and it looks like they're <laughs> trying to give you something of quality. Yeah, and I think partly because of how you said the the Eternals in comics weren't all they felt they can change them. You know, they they weren't all yeah. that. But yeah. you know, Neil Gaiman wrote a run that was really good and yeah. disconnected from the main events. Yeah. Of the Marvel of the time, because it was during like the initiative and Civil War and, right. and Hulk. And I mean, they they tied it in without even trying to do the cash grab tied in. It's like mm-hmm. they it feels like that's part of the beauty of it, where it's like it feels like you're they're on their own adventure and they marvel to like look, we're paying Neil Gaiman to do this and he's doing it at this time. But like, hey Neil, you think you can uh, this is what's happening in the universe, you know. We think you could kind of tie it in. And it's kind of like what he did with Sandman, mm-hmm. where certain events in the DC, even though Sandman wasn't a part of the mainstream DC continuity in, in terms of plot, mm-hmm. it um it's still very much part of that continuity. And you would see things happen in and out, like Superman would show up and like and you know it was ancillary stuff it's not real plot points like i won't be mad if the sandman netflix series doesn't have superman saving that diner where he goes to deal with shit <laughs> you know like it'll be all right if superman doesn't do that but if he did it'd be amazing but right all right chat says i wonder how much of an impact it will the eternals have in the mcu will they show up in other movies and team up with the avengers i, I think this will be like the inhumans you think so? Yeah, I think so. No, but when you say like the Inhumans, you mean like like TV like, and like fail, or do you mean like I think? I don't, yeah, what do you mean? I guess is better question. I think they're they're not just like in the comics. They're not as important. They're you know they're not as important to the point where you have to have them in your story. So there's no sense of like casting a Angelina Jolie. Uh, just so she could pop up in like Civil War three, you know what I mean? Like it, it. I don't think uh that's too much money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're banking on connecting a lot of these people. Maybe like your Icarus or your Sprite, you know. But Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, even Camille Nanjiani, like you know, he can get good money to do his own starring movies. You know. Mm-hmm. Little rom coms, like weird rom coms, right? So I think, uh, you know, if anything, you're probably gonna see an Icarus movie and a Cersei movie. Like you'll probably get the adaptation of the Neil Gaiman adaptation in quotes, of course, because <laughs> it'll be different and it, dealing with the Dreaming Celestial and stuff. But later on, if this makes money, <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, uh. Like I mentioned before, like Cersei was an Avenger. 
Right. And, but nobody knows that other than you and me. And and so and so was the Black Knight, which yeah. is in this celestial I mean in this Eternals movie. So right. like it's not an eternal eternal, right? What he's an eternal? No, 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 no. Black Knight yeah. actually Black Knight and Cersei right. have have a right. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like they'll they'll go in. I'm saying this story is not gonna affect anything you've seen or will see in the MCU, I don't think. No, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I guess what I'm wondering is if you have Cersei and Black Knight and they do have a relationship which it's looking like might happen, uh, which I guess they're doing like a love triangle-ish kind of thing, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Icarus. Um, but if that does happen and you do have characters that you're like, I mean, if, if they have a history with the Avengers anyway, it might be a thing where maybe they do end up going that way, at least like a cameo or in, a, in an Avengers Look, movie. Again, you, you set yourself up for disappointment by thinking, oh, maybe because of the comics are like this, the movies will be like that. You know, like we're really we're talking about Eternals because it's not like the comics. You know, so well, and, and that makes sense to me, except for the fact that then why even bring Black Knight into it for the Easter egg for the, you know, you know it's also a testing ground. It's like, which one of these characters, like, do we want to pay Selma Hayek a five-movie contract? Like we did, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Or, you know, like, yeah. this, this, you know, we might if it proves to be fruitful. But honestly, if you take away the charm to make this movie, it might not be that fruitful. And Or, you know what, you know, the public is, you know, they're kind of... Yeah. You know, I used to say retarded back in the day, but now I just call them slow adults. But <laughs> you know, they'll be off. They don't know what they're missing. You know, Led Zeppelin, the great Led Zeppelin, said it. Melo is the man that knows not what he's missing, and uh, <laughs> they might think it's a masterpiece. And guess what? We're gonna have Selma Hayek spinoff movie, Angelina Jolie's like spinoff movie. You know, a Icarus series. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. A sitcom with Camille Nanjiani. Say that again. Tiger Clan chat says, do you think the Eternals would be our gateway for Galactus? Could Galactus be a celestial? He better not. I agree. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the key. laughs> yeah, he better not. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's so if crazy. it's like that, I'll take the cloud, man. I'll take that that weird cloud from the Fox movies. <laughs> I'm just saying, like everything doesn't have to be a celestial. Like it, it was, it was like it's so strange to me. I like I had a conversation at the comic shop with somebody where you know they well, were they talking about. Up Larry. Sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, it, but they've already fucked up celestials in the mcu with ego that that's what i was just about to say oh okay sorry <laughs> i'm like peyton jenner i came off a little half cocked yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i like I, and and they were talking to me about how um th it was weird because they were actually talking to me about how they were happy that ego was a was a person instead of a planet because 
it wouldn't have made sense for him to be Star-Lord's dad if he was a planet and it made more sense for him to be a celestial. And it was just like, what? Like, I, I, like, I just, I didn't even, like, I, for me, I was just confused by the whole thing. And I, you yeah, know, I, he doesn't need I to be Star-Lord's dad. I was like, huh? Does he need to be Star-Lord's dad? No, he doesn't. And that's the exactly. whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I, it makes more sense for Charlotte's dad to be like a person. Did you slap that person there? Huh? Did you slap no, that I person? I slapped him? No. Okay, no. then you know what? We're going to have to stand off your little F with the word bubble tattoo that we all have. I'm going to send it off to you. You're not part of us no more. Please, please don't say that. Look, Why you shouldn't have asked for it on your tank. You shouldn't Why have asked for it tattoo on your tank because we're going to send it off now. Why can't it just be removed with a laser like every other tattoo? Why we have to say because we're we're not every other comic podcast. You're you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, man. What is it? Danny Bonaduce did that? You got to send it off his tank. His tattoo yeah. off his tank. Not on his tank, but he did sand off one of his tattoos. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what um fucking what you call it? The biker gangs. When you disgrace them. And, you know, we are bikers here in Fantastic Forum, so we're going to send off Larry's tank. <laughs> right. We we ride bikes in Fantastic Forum. Yeah, a, a, bird, a bird scooter gang. <laughs> yeah, man. But it just, it blew my mind, because I was just in here like, why are we, like, talking about, like, why it makes sense for ego to be star lord's act like that by itself it's like I, I don't even understand why it had to be why they made it ego right even if you wanted to make the guy as like star lord's dad a celestial yeah. it's like it doesn't that was like his brain was a living planet in and of itself like you can you can talk your way out of that like i'll accept that it doesn't have to be ego yeah i don't like none of it made sense to me but yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense to have an ego type celestial quote unquote ego Type celestial as well as the ones that we've seen that look like celestials. <laughs> like why why would a celestial even yeah change like that? Or Emily, Emily being the loving and proving to be the right choice for my life as a life partner and partner in crime uh, reminded me because I didn't even remember this that when i actually watched the first guardians movie and they brought up celestials i'm like man they're gonna fuck up eternals <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and she's like what are eternals and i'm like oh and that went into the whole thing and and now now look it came to pass they fucked up eternals yeah on that other right. uh i would say in rick and morty rick fucked the planet and had kids yeah, yeah. true it can yeah. work yeah, Listen, yeah, like it could work, but nobody's fucking ego. <laughs> it's true. Ego's ugly. Prostitutes <laughs> are for right. No, huh? but ego. The thing is, ego can ego can seed himself, but it's different. It, it's kind of like a, a meteorite hitting him, and part of his genetic material creating life on another being being the protogenesis of you know the proverbial uh genetic soup that eventually you know kind of in the same way similar way that they did prometheus where it's like that material mixes with the oxygen and nitrogen 
and carbon in the air and, and breathes a different life form, you know? But it's not like somebody's like, ah, oh, ego, give me that planet cock, you know? <laughs> what? That's not how wow. he breathes. That's not how he breathes. I'm just saying, like, scientifically, that's not how ego breathes. I like, why are you laughing at my hypothesis, Larry? Question. <laughs> Real quick, question. Who wins in a fight, ego or mojo? Uh, mojo or mogo? Mogo. Mogo. Oh. Okay. Uh, I would say mogo. Yeah, because he's got a Green Lantern ring. So he's got everything ego's got, more or less, and then a Green Lantern ring. Like, like you know, anybody with a Green Lantern ring can almost go up against like the Thor or your uh, was it your what's the other dude? the Nova Corps, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I think, I think, like, Ego does have like some cosmic kind of stuff going on, like some sort of yeah, you know, like higher level cosmic right. kind of powers, but it's not. At the level that Mogo necessarily has to be super concerned per se, I, I, right? If I'm remembering right, I mean they could have retconned some shit. Like we're not the bastions of retcons. <laughs> we'll tell you about the real, the real gospel, but not the <laughs> you know not the Baptists of comics or the Mormons of comics. Yeah, yeah, we're the uh, ancient Syrians of. Comic book gospel, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, um, but yeah, they they definitely should not make Galactus or have the Eternals introduce Galactus, especially when they have a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah they just like, it for that, right? It's like it would be a bad idea, and especially like, yeah, it's just a bad idea. Like, leave it for Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, I also Who when that'll come in the new Fantastic Four movie. What would you say, Jay? Is Johnny Storm gonna be white in the new Fantastic Four movie? We don't know yet. Heard anything about that? No, that's so. actually my, my next news story. It's the perfect it really? segue, yeah. Well, that, uh, well it, the news story is that Emily Blunt doesn't want to be Sue Storm. I know there's that fan casting, and they were saying that there's talks, like they talked John, to John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to be Sue and and and, and Reed, you know? And uh, she said on the Howard Stern show, like, no, nah, we're not. We're, nobody made a phone call. That's all fan casting. And she kind of, I was a little mad because she's like, I don't think I want to be in any, like, Marvel movies, like any superhero movies, you know? Because she's like, they're just, you know, that you get like your Robert Downey Jr. and he does what he does and he elevates it, but then a lot of them don't, you know. And I, I think she's, you know, because the law of averages, I think she's talking about the DC ones. But it's like, <laughs> if if all of them were like, you know, the Marvel ones, it'd be like, you know what, uh, maybe I'll be in these Marvel ones, you know. But you know, you get your your Jonah Hexes and. You're like five Snyder cuts, yeah, <laughs> and your suicide squads and your birds of praise, you know. Yeah, being a pretentious cunt. Wow. Oh, 
was so harsh for her just not wanting to be in a movie. Yeah. You, didn't read her, you didn't read her quote. What? what I did it. No, I, I I always paraphrase Larry. I don't quote. Oh, Larry. what was the, what's her actual quote? Uh -huh. She she sounds like a pretentious cunt. Yeah. Oh, what what's the quote? I didn't pull it up. I wasn't planning no. on. But but in the actual quote, she does, and it's funny because you know Howard will do this thing where where he does his interview shows, and right now he's doing it much like everybody doing it from home. So the the show format has changed. And he devotes a good hour and a half to an interview. And okay. the quote is, when you read the quote, it is harsh. Um, when you actually, so it actually, when he said, oh, Emily Blunt on it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care about Emily Blunt. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to know what, what motivated her to be an actress, <laughs> you know? But, but, you know, after I read that quote, I'm like, you know what? Because I was actually going to send it to you guys. I'm like, you know what? I'll send them the actual audio clip. And in doing that, I just got captivated by the interview because that's what happens when, when Howard. <laughs> and then I didn't do any of that. But I got to actually hear the quote in its full, unedited, unbracketed uh, uh, form. And it didn't come off as pretentious. I can see where you could think of that. like, But it, it's just she, it, it's almost like she's like, even if they pay me enough money, I'll do it. Yeah, but it's got to be. She also talked about it has to be the right role, too, because you know Tony Stark and and for for Robert Downey Jr. was like life changing. Yeah, and there's not a lot of those roles coming up for a lot of the people in superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the quote now, and uh, I. I, I I see a you little agree bit, with me. <laughs> I see a little bit where you're coming from, Jay, because apparently uh, she's saying here that she had to pass on the role for for Black Widow. Yeah, because because she had to do Gulliver's Travels. That's yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. She it, it was a a money thing, like the, it, well, it was a. What, what she said, or at least what she what what I just read, yeah. said that she wanted to work with Robert Downey Jr. and that's why she was like she wanted to do it because she thought like oh that would be a great opportunity to work with Robert Downey Jr. and it'll be it'll be awesome. So I guess she was willing to like jump into that into that pig pen <laughs> to to go to go wallow with Robert Downey. But after that, yeah. but yeah, like. And and I do see like I mean don't get me wrong I'm not gonna mess around and be like oh yeah Jay you're right she is a cunt I'm not gonna say that because I don't think that's true. What are you guys people throwing the secret like that man? Right. I'm hey, blushing. This is this, I know I look I'm like Jay like geez but having read uh, what she said I I understand why you would say that Joe even though I can't condone it I don't think you should do it. Can you but, condone the pretentious part? I mean, I'm not, you, I'm not, I'm not even going to go take into account she's British also. Right. Like, that exactly. comes with the territory. Yeah, and like, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I, they, they, they speak different. And she, yeah. she just said, it's not for me, basically. Even though the part that I don't like, which is the part that always irks me, is when people are like, oh, man, I feel like we're being inundated with 
comic book. Like, eh, there's too many comic book movies, and there's too many comic book shows, too much superhero stuff. That's and I'm like, why I call her pretentious? Yeah. And the well, but but I don't but, but I don't think that that makes. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. That thing that she said right there, like, that just irks the fucking shit out of me. Yeah. And, and that does. Oh, there's too many superhero movies. It's like me saying like, oh, well, there's there's too many rom coms or there's too many like what the fuck are what the actual fuck are yeah. you talking about? Like, if you can, it's just it's so basic and it's it feels like you just can't think for yourself or you can't express yourself in any kind of real way. And so you've dumbed down your your tiny thought into the sentence, and it's just like, dude, fuck you. Like if you can't think, then just don't. Well, yeah, you know, she doesn't get paid to think either. <laughs> she plays pretend for a living. But um, and not to diminish that, you know, I'm in the business now, so uh, I, I, I respect actors. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's easy to tell the superhero genre, like, oh, it's too many. But it's like, you, you look at sitcoms, <laughs> you know, they green light like 15 a year on network television, not to mention the other channels or the Netflixes and this. And, you know, it gets, that is a, a genre that's, since the beginning of television and it, yeah it's been tropey and exhausted but when it's good the cream rises to the top easily and what you like what what's actually good comes out really good it, it's same with horror movies horror movies is a perfect example it's a genre that's not going away there are more bad than good but the good ones are like man i mean you guys watch hereditary larry Right here on our YouTube channel, <laughs> like just the trailer had Larry. Like, wow, <laughs> yeah. Link up but here. I don't, I don't <laughs> even. I don't even think it's like as much about like the the quality of movies in the genre. Right. It's like I just think that, like, on one hand, it's like, dude, like, how many dramas come out? Right. Throughout the course of, of a normal movie year, like, like there's a lot of dramas. How many and book adaptations? How many what? Like book novel novel adaptations of like movie right. adaptations, you know, or biopics, you know? Right, right. And and I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of dramas, and I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard anybody say, like, oh man, we got so many dramas. And I think the part that you know the main reason for that is like when they talk about dramas, they're like, you know, drama, each drama is different uh, because, you know, you're exploring different things, you know, <laughs> where it's like they have different characters, they have different settings. Some are in different periods, you know, like dramas have a particular kind of range to them, despite the fact that they're all dramas. And it's like I feel like you could say that about superhero movies too. Just because yeah. like, I, I don't feel like superhero movies are, are are I don't wouldn't call superhero movies an actual genre of movie. It's mm -hmm. just like the subject matter. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like almost like 
It's like putting all the movies with dogs in them in one group and be like, oh, this is these are dog movies. And it's like, I don't think that I don't think that there's a dog movie genre, but maybe there is. I don't know. Is there a dog movie genre? Yeah. There's like five Airbuds. Well, then, yeah, but the, then there's like Max. But Air Airbud is like, Air, like that's the thing. Like Airbud is a comedy. It's not a dog movie. It's just a movie with a dog in it, right? No, it, it's an animal, uh, animal aesthetic because they did that with a donkey. Like Disney started it with a donkey, right? Okay, football movie, you know. So right. then there's all those, you know. And then you know, so oh, but that would be like a sub a subgenre. I mean, I wouldn't call it a sports movie. No, I, I wouldn't call it a sports movie either. It's it's a movie with sports in it. Animal yeah. movie. Right. But I think like I feel like animal movies are a subgenre, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like you have like a certain amount of comedies that star animals. And and that's like Com, they're comedies, and I don't. But I, I feel like for some reason, no one thinks of superheroes as like a a subgenre. They make it like its own genre, and they they are just like, well, they're all the same thing. And it's yeah. like, I mean, but they they're really, really they're not. Like I, I'm willing to call the Avengers aren't the same kind of movie. I'm willing to call it the superhero genre a genre. <laughs> like I'm willing yeah. to do that, yeah. Because there's enough, especially like this year. Th- this year, you know, we got Superman and Lois, Invincible. Uh, you know, the year before we got uh, Watchmen, the TV series, and now with Jupiter's Legacy. Like, there's enough. Like, you know, if you want to say, like, this is just what we're getting now. <laughs> That's a little bit different than your Avengers and and you know your popcorny stuff. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot, and there's a lot different kinds of shows. And that and that that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's superhero. Superhero to me is the genre, and then what they do with it is the difference. So I like watching shit like um, you know, Jupiter's Legacy Invincible. Now now it's like, you know what? I gotta go back and look at uh Legends of Tomorrow a little different. Look at uh, what is it? Uh, Black Lightning a little different because I didn't see it with these eyes. Like these, you know. I know um, Black Lightning tried to do kind of like the deconstructivism a little bit, and you know, look, it didn't do it like <laughs> Invincible or I mean, because that that finale of Invincible is like fucking masterpiece. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody told me that they didn't watch it because somebody that watched it told them that it was a comedy. Like for some reason they thought, yeah, it's funny. Invincible is funny, and it's like, like it has funny moments, but this shit, oh, yeah. fucking amazing. Like it's like you know, if you care about Spider Man's power and responsibility theme, like mm-hmm. this is that. <laughs> like it's yeah. all the perils of power and responsibility. You know, it, it's a, a thesis. You know, <laughs> like Kirkman should have like an honorary like Harvard uh, doctorate. In the same way that, like, well, not the same way that uh, Bill Cosby got, but <laughs> in like <laughs> the, the 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 ethics of superheroism, you know? Yeah. And yeah. power and duty and responsibility and and compassion, like it, it's it all comes into play there. Like it's fucking yeah. amazing, and and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I'm willing to call it a superhero genre, 
but and that opens it up to like make superhero shit fucking amazing <laughs> yeah even if you create your own fake ass superheroes you know we saw with like yeah. you know was it an ordinary family and things like that like right. you can do cool things now if yeah. it's a genre you know but it's like yeah emily blunt you think it's exhausted then fucking give me something that isn't you know you're a power couple you're a hollywood power couple like a quiet place too a quiet place too makes me thankful that i got my vaccine because i'm ready to go to the fucking fucking theater again like i want to see that movie in the theater you know mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you you, you want to like talk about a, a a genre that could have been played out like horror like every now and then i see a movie where it's like horror could, that's an exhausted genre. <laughs> yeah but you know i would never say that of course but it's like, yeah, it's like it makes me think of like how people look at superhero movies with the horror because it's like, yeah, there's there's a ton of them. <laughs> you know, we've seen some we've gotten some press copies of some really bad ones. <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, but they keep doing them. It's like, why superhero gets this like rap like that? You know, I, I feel like if they weren't as successful as they were, people wouldn't be saying this. Yeah, I, and I think that's part like, of it. Too. Yeah, and I get that, where it's like, you know, a superhero movie, especially if you're going to do it right, has a big budget. It's almost and, like... Oh, go ahead there, sorry. No, I was going to say, and, and you know, there are movies that you don't get to fund when you put all your resources in a different area. So, you know, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like they're making more superhero movies than any other type of movie necessarily. I just feel like they're they're making less of other movies because they need those resources to make the two or three superhero movies. Well, I says you could argue that comedies are an exhausted genre too. I agree. Uh, look, if they're not funny, then yeah, it's like you know what? Maybe maybe it's an exhausted well, genre. <laughs> but, I, just, I just don't even know what that means. Like an yeah, exhausted genre where weird. you're like, we should stop making comedies because the last few haven't been good. Like. And I'm saying, like, if that's your thought process, like, but I, I don't even think that that's what people are saying about superhero movies. Like, no. they might like them. Well, it's what you're, like, what you're saying right there, where you like, uh -huh. this is not what they think. That's what they say about superhero movies, but it's not what they think is like what Joe's saying. Like, it's so easy to just say that if yeah. you're, if you feel you're, you're elevated from that. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Emily Blunt's been in. Some fucking stinkers, you know. People still mistake her for Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Emily Blunt for Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and, and, and it, you know, it's because it's like she hasn't done anything that has been that stunned out. Like <laughs> to be like, oh, that, that's not a Katy Perry. That's Emily Blunt. Yeah. So it, it, you know. I think uh, all in all, I, I, I am glad that she wasn't Black Widow. Like, <laughs> I love Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, While I dodge the I, shoe, Emily's going to throw at me. Uh, <laughs> can, can I uh, dip in real quick with I guess what is it's not well there I guess there's some news uh to it, but I just want like it's just something that made me smile 
that I was just like, oh, this uh, is awesome. we're doing that local news shit now. Yeah, exactly. This is just look. It is the new special. This is Fantastic Forum news special. FNN. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they announced that they're releasing a 35th anniversary steel book, 4K, UHD, Blu-ray version of the Transformers the movie, 1986 version. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, so here for it. <laughs> and what, 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 that by itself was enough to make me smile. But then I found out when they announced it, which I think, I think it went on pre order yesterday. It was number one bestseller on Amazon in TV and movies like all day. Nice. It's still, it's still bestseller right now, but you know, it just, it has like a whole bunch of features, some of which, of course, is on. Like, I, I look, I can't even tell you how many versions of this movie I've bought at this point, and I already pre-ordered this one too. I, I probably have at least four copies of it because I definitely have a VHS, and I got a DVD version, and I got a, a Blu-ray, Blu-ray beforehand, yeah. and I probably got a second. I got I got the anniversary, the last anniversary edition for the 30th anniversary. So that was a Blu-ray too. So I bought it on Blu-ray twice, I think. And actually, I probably got it five times because I'm pretty sure I got it on DVD, like just regular by itself. And then they came out with like another anniversary edition that had like a whole bunch of special feature stuff. And so I bought that one too. So yeah, I probably bought it at least five times before this time. And so uh, and I was saying all that to say, a lot of the special features on this one I've, I, I've seen, but they do have some that I haven't seen because they did do a um, Till All Are One like documentary on Transformers, like the history of it and how like the movie got made and like talking to a lot like the director and some of the voice cast and all those people. And um, so I haven't seen that because I know that that just got, I think that just got made like in... I want to say like the mid 2010s, you know, and then um, a, a thing that I'm excited about is they have a feature length storyboard. Wow. Which I was just like, oh, that's cool. Because supposedly the storyboard has like deleted scenes and has like extended scenes and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, um, I'm excited about that. Like, way more excited than I have any right to be considering how many times I've been watching this movie. But, you know, uh, I have, ready. I had the VHS, I had the, the DVD, I didn't get the Blu-ray, but I, you doing this story today uh, brings back some uh, like deja vu because I remember when it came out on Blu-ray, like it's the first Blu-ray I'm going to buy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember sitting on that white leather couch Wednesday <laughs> night at your show at your house. Yeah, <laughs> you doing this news story, and it's like, you know, when does it actually come out? Like the release date? You know, it's it's pre-order uh, yeah. right now. I think it's I think it's August. Okay, uh, August third. So yeah, man, if you all want. 
Like, and I'm just like, I was I wanted, sitting here. I want to get for my brother because my brother like is the biggest Transformers fan I know, other than you, Larry. Um, I and I, uh, <laughs> like, I, remember, I, was, I was waiting for the caveat. I was like, other. Uh, I was like, <laughs> Well, one of the, Are you sure? One of the one of the greatest things of when he like his and his wife split up. Uh, <laughs> aside from him taking over my my mother my room in my mother's house, <laughs> I didn't realize that that's where that sentence was going to go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> look, we we used to get high and watch Transformers all the time, and mm. you know. He's like, you know how the, like Barnes Noble or, or Borders used to have the, the, the Tao of the Simpsons or the Tao of, you know, Zen and the art of, of family mm-hmm. guy, you know? And yeah. his thought process is like Zen and the art of Transformers. You know, like mm-hmm. he thinks about the philosophy, the, the ethics of Cybertronian culture and shit, you know? Yeah. And, and how it relates to humans. Like technically they're trying to impose their views on us to protect us from ourselves in a way, which is something the movies kind of try to get in, but they, they don't express it properly, you know? And uh, and then when you get, like, the Transformers movies, like, this had nothing to do with humans at all. Like, that human's in there for no reason, really, you know? But this yeah. movie's about them, and, and that's one of the things he liked. Yeah, it was a good time. So I, I, I would get this for his birthday so we could smoke weed and recreate old times. <laughs> But you know, his birthday in August, so fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) I have a uh, uh, a little a little cousin that uh, is literally just getting into Transformers, and so yeah, it's a great feeling, isn't it? No, dude, it's 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 amazing. Like I'm sitting here, like I'm gonna have to take some of my toys over to his house. Yeah. Well, he can see what these toys look like, <laughs> and it makes it, it makes it easier to shop for birthday presents. Like I still buy, you know, Christmas. I always get my brother. You know, he's a fifty year old man. I always get go to CVS and just get whatever Transformers they got. I get like forty dollars worth. Like, Here you go, man. Happy birthday, yeah, or Merry yeah. yeah. And he's happy as, as a pig and shit. Yeah. He's happy as a pig with Transformers. There it is. There it is. But yeah, man, I'm excited because I was in here like. I was like, damn it, do I have a 4K UHD player? But I do. Yeah. Because I, like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't way, sure. It comes with the Blu-ray. Like that, that's I, anything above Blu-ray, unless you have the TV that does it, like it don't matter. Well, no, but the you know, I don't I don't think a, you can't just use any Blu-ray player for a 4K UHD. Right. It's, but if you don't have a 4K UHD TV, like it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, in the I'm just talking about actually being able to play the disc, right? <laughs> but, it, right. but it has a Blu-ray with it, right? It has a Blu-ray with it too, right? Like it comes with a Blu-ray. Not, well. not, not this version. They they're gonna release another version that does come with a Blu-ray. Okay, a month later. Oh, I thought it all came in one box. So. No, not the no. This one is strictly just the UHD one. Yes. And I know for me, it's like like I said. I got two copies of it on Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure. So they're they're probably tucked away in a box. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's this? What what's our what's Ty Claus saying? Uh, he says so. It looks like Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be Craven the Hunter in a solo movie. 
Do you think he's a good fit? Who's Aaron Taylor Johnson? Uh, he's the dude that played kick ass. Yeah, he's not a good fit. What? And yeah, the headline that was actually one of my news stories I prepared for here. But the headline is Aaron Taylor Johnson to play Craven and Hunter in solo Marvel movie. And it's not a Marvel movie, it's a Sony movie. Yeah. Um, this is the venomizing of Craven. And you know, he's got the chops to play like a surly, uh overconfident Russian guy. Um I just don't know. the thing is if he's not playing opposite Spider-Man, who gives a shit? You know, I know there's comics that you know Joe Joe like was a Grim Hunt is one of Joe's joints, but I mean that had a lot to do with Spider-Man in one way or another. <laughs> yeah, you know? even though it was a, a craven story. And uh yeah, if he's not if he's not it was Spider-Man, who gives a shit? And honestly, like I don't think he's a he looks like a kid. Like I thought when he married that fifty-year-old when he was twenty, like his youth would be taken and he'd look grizzled and old now. But he doesn't. He still looks young and fit. And he looks too young to play Craven. Who did he marry? Um, he was in a movie called Nowhere Boy where he played John Lennon like as a kid, and uh, the director of that movie he married. Really? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. she was fifty. Yeah, like right when they shot, like I guess he fucked her, and I guess I mean you know she's fifty, so she knows how to twerk that thing. So, um, as the part of as the kids say, and uh, so he he didn't he didn't go nowhere. You know he's a Hollywood star, and he's he's like I ain't going nowhere. Like you know, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good for him. Yeah. But yeah, because like, like, now he's in Craven. They're they're villains that you can make a whole movie centered around. But yeah. Craven's not one of them. Uh, well, I mean, well, the how are they the gonna, star? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, my concern is how are they going to tie it to Venom? Because they already casted the girlfriend in Venom, like Craven's like wife. Um, what you call it? Mom. What's that dude's name? Fuck. The, the Craven son. Oh, I mean, I don't listen. I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I know anything about Craven's son. Yeah, no, he has a son, and he has it with the chick from the Ravencroft Institute when they showed her in the Venom movie. Um, I want to say they showed her in the Venom movie, like in the in the after credit scene. But I mean, I could. I could just assume that she was, you know, that doctor. You're making comic connections. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. But yeah, he's got a son, and it's like, and it's with that chick. And Calypso, like, who's going to play Calypso? Like, that guy looks like a little ass kid. So whoever's going to play Calypso needs to be, like, even younger, which is terrible. Like, that's not going to look cool on film. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I definitely like. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I will say that I understand when you're looking at what the MCU is doing, and you have a, a cast or a cadre of characters. You're saying you're looking at that, and you're saying to yourself, "We can, we can replicate that." And and I and I'm not saying that it's not possible. I what I am saying is, dude, like, 
like if there's ever a way or ever a reason you hire a consultant, like a comic book consultant, like someone that writes comics and understands the history of these characters, like this would be the reason. Like if you're if you're Sony and you're like, we want a spider, a spider person universe or whatever, or spider, whether it's spider villain or whatever, like Spider-Man people, and you're like, what should our story be to connect all these people? And they'll come up with a story that at least will be decent enough so that from a fan perspective, you're like, why are they doing that? You know, that or that or from a fan perspective, they won't have to say why are they doing that. Maybe that's what I that's what I mean to say. Okay. I was like, it's it's insane, man. Like, I like, yeah. I I don't know how you make a Sinister Six movie completely divorced from Spider-Man, but what I know is the people that usually write over at Sony, they can't do it. They can't, yeah. (laughs) I I can give you a Sinister Six movie and it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be derivative as fuck, but it'll be great. It'll be Ocean Six. With Sinister Six? Yeah, Octavia Six. And then you know you just do you you do like a, a heist plot like the, getting these guys you show them in action like just coming and then you know the second half is them actually pulling it off mm-hmm. and uh, and then they're like fuck we're here we can do this again let's go for something bigger and then that's the f- one where they fight Spider Man <laughs> yeah and and that that that's like a movie with them getting away with a crime getting away with the crime and it's like fuck. And then the news, like you know, Judge Six. Why wasn't Spider Man there? Why he's a menace? He's working with him, you know. Like, and it's like there's a reason why you know you could tie it into Spider Man's own movie as like, yeah. like he was blipped out of existence. <laughs> that's why he right. wasn't there, you right. know. Right. And, uh, and that's it. Damn it, Mo. That's actually a yeah. good idea. Look, I told you, I'm in the business, Larry. I'm in the business. <laughs> that's a really like, good and idea. that's it. It's, it's Octavia Six. You know, or or if you want to use a cartoon as a basis, look Kingpin Six. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you can tie it into you know sideways to like the Netflix series because it's like he's doing it from jail, so it's like the six, and you just have him, you know, a bald black guy from the back like Marcellus Wallace, yeah, <laughs> with the bandage, and just be like, hey, you got to do it, you know, just put this plan in play, like just a little cameo like that, and and, and it's black man. No, no, no! Like for Netflix. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because that that Daredevil was Fox anyway, so that's not gonna yeah, use that. You know, you just make a guy to look like Vincent D'Onofrio, and don't even call him Kingpin. Just he's just the dude that's yeah. like some pool in the prison that, that you know. And it's like from the silhouette, you know, it's Kingpin. You don't have right. to call him. Yeah, you maybe right. you could get sued, but it's like, look, fit, make all that. 300 million and please all the fans and then pay off Marvel. Hey, here's a consulting fee. Here's your, your right, copyright fee, right, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, dude, Kingpin don't own all the white suits. Yeah. Look, well, he'd be in jail because in, in Daredevil, he was in jail. <laughs> it's just a dude in the cell, but he's like, he's like Paul Sorvino in Goodfellas in jail. Like, you just see him from yeah. the back. He's just a big fat guy in a cell where the guard like is delivering his message to the outside world. And it's like, yeah. wow. Like that's Kingpin. No, right. we don't know it's Kingpin. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> burden of proof. Yeah. Burden of proof. <laughs> yeah. Look, that'd be I, I look, I will tell you, I would not be mad at Sony for yeah. trying it. 
Look, and like, I, would, I, would, I would, I would love to to talk about the news stories about the legal battles between Sony and Marvel and <laughs> yeah. and, and Sony trying to push the line because they're like, hey man, we're trying to make movies too. Sony, holler at me, man. You know, I'll charge you half as much as Dan Slot would to consult on Spider Man universe here. <laughs> there it is, and and he'll be at least a three, you know, at least three fourths as good. At least, yeah. look, that's a bargain. I just don't know how to write. That's all. But I know how to tell people how, what to write. There you go. You know, I'm there executive mind. Look. I agree. An almost interesting side note: uh, my first. Sinister Six story was the uh, Kingpin Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. See? So, look, I made it connected to comics without even trying. There, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. They turned Sandman into class. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, that was yeah. a mistake. <sighs> I can't wait till Sony calls me and I'll tell him no. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, Larry, Larry, you interrupted Jay. Say that again, Jay. I didn't get. Oh no, I was saying turning him into glass was a mistake. <laughs> Although the mistake was actually breaking the glass once they turned him to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, TigerCon chat says Transformers 1986 and 4K. Would you be able to tell the difference? It's cell animation. How much do they need to clean it up to look 4K? Oh, that's an question. Well, I, I look, I, I can do the Oz question. Where's my glasses? Okay, all right. Look, get, get your glasses. <laughs> there it is. Oh. So when they, when they stole the election, the, uh, <laughs> no, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, it's cell animation, but it was captured on a film camera. And film doesn't have megapixels, doesn't, you know, the sensor's different. It uses an actual shutter. It uses an actual physical film, which has no limit for upscaling. So technically, look, you're not going to get like a 60 frames per second animation. You're going to get a 24 uh, frames per second animation, but it'll be able to fit your big ass high def TV beautifully. And the colors, all that is all color grading. And now with the technology and that source material, you can actually do really good uh, color grading and upscaling for uh, uh, a full screen, big ass TV uh, presentation. Because back then it's like for home video release, even back then with Blu-ray, like TVs weren't, you know, not everybody had access to like a 72 inch, you know? And uh, that that's where we're at now. It's like you, you're gonna use a, be able to utilize the millions of pixels when your film stock, your original film stock, has no limit on how many pixels you can use. Now I'm probably wrong, but it's highly unlikely. I'm I'm gonna say yeah, you can tell the difference only because I I had a VHS and I had a friggin' DVD and there was a difference. and the Blu-ray. And oh yeah, no, I definitely had the yeah, but you know, like I, I just remember the difference, the jump in the quality. I I remember watching my first DVD and just being like, I will never watch a VHS tape again. I knew um the movie that made me not like, like really, say, you know what? I'm buying a DVD player. I don't give a fuck. Was the Matrix? Like I had it on VHS, 
And then when I watched it on DVD, it's like light years difference. And I'm like, you know what? I'm all in on DVD. Fuck it. Yeah. The the first the first DVD I watched was Pleasantville. Oh wow. I yeah. can see that making an impression on you. Blew my mind. Yeah. It, it, it's the whole purpose of that movie is to get you to buy DVDs. In the I was like, what why are we why why do we even have VHS tapes still? Like who's <laughs> holding on to this? Yeah. And it turned out it was Nia. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one. Now like, oh. So my brother, uh, again, my brother who loves Transformers, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, you know, he, his name is Oscar as well. And I could be confused with Oz, but he um, he had all these DVDs. He would rent DVDs because he liked the quality, but he went to Costco and bought himself a Go video. And he used to like bootleg all the DVDs he would rent to VHS tapes. He's like, I can still bootleg with VHS, so I'm holding on to it. So we had, I remember for, you know, for his birthday one year, I got uh, Berserk, which uh, R.I.P. Kentaro Miura, he just passed away last week, the dude that works on, on Berserk. And I remember um, uh, fucking renting that at Blockbuster and like, ah, he's going to like this shit. So I just, recorded i didn't even get to finish it. i just left the recording <laughs> just so that he's like here here's a whole anime series for you for your birthday wow. and he appreciated it because he didn't buy it he's like yeah don't give no money <laughs> and larry you know my brother so his face says yeah don't give anybody no money <laughs> it's <Yeah>. hilarious <laughs> so yeah. uh did did you all hear that they're gonna make a live action. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, live action. Uh, animated uh, uh, injustice movie. Yes. Yeah. I I was like, I'm like that. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I mean, injustice is a great story. I, I just wonder. I'm like, are we gonna get like the video game story, or are we gonna get like? The comic book story or something in between? Like I don't know. What 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 would you all like to see? I think it'll be like Flashpoint, where it's like you're gonna get the gist of it, but it's gonna be its thing. Like it'll be it, comp- well, not completely different. Like it'll have some some of the story beats, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because honestly, like the the comic the the comic story. Is done well. It actually elevates the video game story. Doing the video game story itself, like while it is interesting and it's good concepts, there's very limited amount to work from. There's more to work from from the comics. But these movies tend to not follow the comics. So I, I really yeah. think they're gonna do their own thing. It's just like, yeah, evil Superman. All right. I, I actually didn't play injustice story mode so i don't know how much of the story like how much yeah. story is actually there i just know that you know it's not a lot it's it's, it's all yeah a lot of it is inferred depending on what character you play so it, you know you can't just pick one story to adapt you know you gotta create a guy with golden armor <laughs> to make a halfway decent movie yeah wait but see so so i and that's the thing where I know that, or at least 
in in some of the Mortal Kombat games, especially in the the, the latter ones, yeah. when you play the story mode, like they have a narrative, yeah. and it's not like like I mean, obviously back in the day, yeah, you would get bits and pieces of it if you play as one person, but right. the story mode literally has you like shifting between different characters, so you can get yeah. like, the, total, the total aspect of the story as you go through the From... narrative. From what I remember, does that or not? Yeah, how I remember Injustice, the first one I didn't play the second one, Mm -hmm. it didn't do that. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. You have a preference, Jay? You you care, or you just want to see it either way? I didn't read the comic, okay? So I kind of hope they do the comic. Gotcha. I know the the game was interesting. But it was kind of bare bones, like you only get like some cool shit with some of the endings are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all in the cutscenes, really, for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But along those same lines, uh, we got a trailer and a release date for Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. Um... So that is going to come out uh, for digital. It'll be out on the 27th of July. And on Blu-ray, it'll be out on August 10th. Um, they're, they're, not, they're not waiting too long between part one and part two. So I guess that's good. Like, you don't have to wait. Like, huh? It's a, it's a month. Like, mm-hmm. Part one comes out in June. The second one comes out in July. Um, it kind of makes me feel like, why didn't they come out at the same time? Like, they're both done. Right. Like, and you know what really got me pissed off and in a bad mood when I was reading the story? <laughs> what, that, what did that, Jay? I know, I know that for a fact that in six months, they're going to come out with a supercut. Like, right. With both of them together, how they should be. And it's like, dude, just, it's, it's sad that they're going to try and milk all this money and then make you wait like an extra, like you either watch it when it comes out or you wait nine months for the actual experience yeah. how it's to be. And it's just kind of bullshit. And I will say, I know for a fact they're going to do it because they've done it before. Right. With Batman the Dark Knight Returns, they did it with the Death and Return of Superman. It's like this is what they do, and it's kind of pissing me off right now. Right. So I might forego the long Halloween until the supercut comes out. Yeah. And I didn't watch the trailer because it has spoilers in it. Like I haven't seen part one yet, so it's like if it's part two, it's obviously going to have spoilers for part one. So, or will it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. That's fair. I, so, so. I don't like. I kind of feel like uh, the only reason that I think that they might do this is price point. I would rather just pay what they want for the whole thing. No, I, I get that, but you know, there's some people, huh? 
I get the people don't want to do that. I get the most people don't want to do that. Yeah. But I feel like you should come out, like, just release it all. Like, if you want to buy them separately, buy them separately. If you want to buy the supercut, buy the supercut. But why should I have to wait nine months to do that? Yeah. But you know, like, you know how people do, man. Like, it's one thing, like, if you release them at the same time, people are like, well, I can't afford both. So I'm not getting either. Then wait for the supercut. No, but but the supercut, <laughs> the super the supercut is going to be more money too. Like, once they can afford the supercut, they can get it. Like <laughs> they're going to get it at some point. Maybe. Right. Like they might wait a while. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It just pisses me off. Yeah, but I hear that. It's like. They're they're both done, so I I feel you, I do feel you. Uh, what should we talk about next? Bella? There's a little bit of breaking news. Uh, oh, okay. What's Jimmy Kimmel just broadcasted in the East Coast, and he's lobbying. I'm sharing the picture here, but he's lobbying that he should play Craven instead of Aaron Miller Johnson. <laughs> 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 He's like, yeah, like it, it, I don't know. I don't know what he said because I haven't watched it yet. But knowing Jimmy Kimmel, his sensibilities, and how it relates to mine, it's like, you know, if you're just getting a plain white guy that you can just put a beer on, like a beard on, like, I'll play Craven. Yeah. Right. More appropriate. So I don't know. I, I'll be, I, I want to go see that, see that after this to see what he actually said. But. <laughs> But he's also working for Disney, so he's probably throwing a jab at Sony to get, you know, a raise or a bonus at the end of the year or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he does it well. I, I've seen him do that, you know, like, pro, like, you know, he has to promote The Bachelor, <laughs> but he does it in his way, and right. it's, it's hilarious. Uh, but in other news, there's a, you know, people are weird. People like female characters to be like half nude and by people i mean me i like that and (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that happened i don't know if you guys know who tarna is i know joe knows who who she is but um i'm sharing this video right here larry if you can just play the the gray one if you don't know who tarna is this is what she looks like um heart tarna is the character from the heavy metal movie like a stand that's a cosplayer that cosplays as her and that's an animation cell from the heavy metal movie uh the comic is actually coming to an end in issue six uh in, in a couple of weeks and maybe I, I actually think it's about a month or two uh but stephanie ah, shit i forget her name she um she revealed on uh on on Instagram or Twitter, or one of them, he revealed the new costume. Only people are mad. Stephanie Phillips, the writer of the comic, and um, Larry, if you could play the next one, this is what the comic issue six looks like. She's wearing armor and fully clothed, <laughs> <laughs> damn near a turtleneck, and people lost their shit to the point where, like, they were commenting on the post like, "Oh, crazy!" Heavy Metal actually had to make a uh, a statement. <laughs> regarding that and uh basically 
heavy metal said something it'll pop up right here um in a little bit i think maybe maybe not. there it is it says it has come to our attention that some of you are confused <laughs> that people can change their clothes <laughs> and <laughs> you know so i we suggest you know they started trolling the audience basically <laughs> heavy metal on twitter and on instagram and it's like you know it's just it's a weird fight but it's like yeah it, it's it's not like the comic doesn't have nudity in it <laughs> you know like right. the character is known for being nude and it's like yeah it's just you know the way the comic is going is she's building up to a big fucking fight where she needs a little more than just a thong and a sword you know and uh and you know half of the people like, that not, comment, hashtag not my tarna yeah the thing is half of the people that that comment are probably not reading this series and thankfully uh for me and hopefully you people that are watching this you, you took part in that humble bundle deal where you got the first three issues of tarna <laughs> yeah so you know issue four came out that's the the great picture the first one that we saw was lewis royal's variant cover amazing sexy as fuck like he's he's one of the premier uh fantasy artists draws stuff for like dungeons dragons books uh some heavy metal uh covers and and interior art for the the cost the the album covers and then um some the uh, was it magic the gathering like that's and he did that for issue four looks amazing you're getting you're getting your nude half new nude tarna but yeah, that dudes are mad. <laughs> and it's like one of the comments I read was some guy saying, Well, if heavy metal really wants to prove they are heavy metal like their name and not go the way of Metallica. And it's like I took offense to that because it's like Metallica. Like what the fuck? Like they're not making music, you know, Metallica tunes, you know. Look, this isn't the heavy metal minute, <laughs> but Metallica changed their style, they evolved their style. And it wasn't to try to get more people. <laughs> I don't feel it was because they just want to do what they want to do. I mean, mm -hmm. even after they changed their style, when they sold out and people didn't like them, they sold out a show on Antarctica. Like they're the only band to really? ever sell out. Yeah, they're the only band to ever sell out a show on all seven continents. You know, and it, it it's like you know. It, Metallica did what they did. Like their music is still good. Some of it's better than others, and you know, but it, it's just what happens when you live that long and, and make your art that long. It's not you grow out of it. You you're never gonna have the same experience listening to Disposable Heroes and Master Puppets as you will for Ain't My Bitch on Load because you're a different person than you were. <laughs> like if you're still the same person you were when you heard Disposable Heroes on Master Puppets as you are on. Uh, ain't my bitch and load, or, or you know, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Period. Like you gotta look at your life decisions. You're still that teenage dude <laughs> in your 30s. Yeah. Um, and I learned that the hard way by going through my own shit and then listening to Saint Anger. Like, man, I hated this album, and then I still hate it. It's not done well, but the lyrics. I was like, I can see why they did it this way. You know, mm -hmm. and they've actually reworked some of those songs where it's like now that I'm even older, I'm like, these these are these are good songs. <laughs> yeah, like just, like here's here's what I'm trying to figure out. Just like from and you know, forgive me here, but if you know this 
answer, then great. And if not, that's okay too. Logistically speaking, like, like how are fans like getting to Antarctica? Like, is there like a, an airport there? No, what they do is they, they, they get off, you buy your ticket. The ticket includes a flight to uh, Argentina and then a boat ride to Antarctica. Yeah, and then they just had a stage set up on the coast of Antarctica, and they actually did it environmentally friendly, where they put like a soundproof dome so none of the sound like breaks off the iceberg and shit. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm just saying, like, so how much did a ticket to that show cost, and how big was the? How many people? It um, it was like. Whatever fit on the boat, so it's got to be you know with true because it's a it was a big boat. It was like a, I think one of the Argentinian military like carriers. Hey, <laughs> small boat. It yeah. Like I'm yeah. gonna mess around and be like, oh man, it doesn't really count as a sold out concert. It was only fifteen yeah. people. It's like if you can get fifteen people to yeah. come watch you, nah. like pay to come watch you do music. I think they got five hundred. I think they got five hundred, and it's like even. Say again. Say it's again, way Jay? more than fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's way more than fifteen. Yeah. Even if like it doesn't matter. Like just the logistics of being like, hey, we're gonna go and hold a con like you could just hold a concert in Antarctica and live stream it, and that would be impressive to me. Where I would just be like, Wow, like cats are out here, like we just wanted to play on all seven continents. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been enough for me. But to actually have like be like no no we we sold out our show, and people came to Antarctica like dude like okay I can't think of not one person, like from a a, a music perspective that I enjoy that much that I'm like well I'm gonna go buy a ticket to Antarctica. If Metallica plays a show here in Southern California, it has to be like you know they do Coachella, right? Coachella is a big thing here in Southern California. Now you see how many artists they've packed to get Coachella to be that big, right? Mm -hmm. Metallica does a show there by themselves. Oh, at, Co at Coachella? At Co like, they, they, they rent that whole space out for themselves, and then they wow. put whatever bands they want to come up. The last one they did there was the Big Four, the original thrash band. So it's like Slayer, Testament, um, Anthrax, and and uh, Metallica. And they did a jam together, the four bands. It was, it was amazing. I didn't get yeah. to go. And part of the reason I didn't get to go is because I did get to see them here at the sports, uh, at the Coliseum here in LA. It took five hours to get home yeah. because the whole city was congested with people that went to go see Metallica. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, you know, like all this to say that Heavy Metal Magazine wishes they could go the way of Metallica. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But shoot, I guess, is this a good time to do the Heavy Metal Minute? Look, I already started it, so it might as well. <laughs> let's let's do our, the heavy metal minute then. You got that, Joe? Or you want me to do it? Um, I can uh, do it if you need me to. Yeah, you can. Would you please? Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. <laughs> Another fraction of forever or heavy metal minute i don't know how long these are gonna go today but there's quite a few stories in the news and uh starting off with david ellison now last episode saw me talk about david ellison 
and uh, he got in trouble. He was Skype sexing or FaceTiming or jizz on your FaceTiming. I don't know what they call it these days. Some girl, and they accused him of grooming an underage girl. The, they showed the video of him beating off or whatever. You know, the girl came out and said, you, you know the story. She, she wasn't underage. It was two consenting adults, but he's still in trouble. That long story short, he's still in trouble. But I thought that he was going to be leaving Megadeth. And that's what happened now. Dave Mustaine released a statement saying that they are parting ways with David Olsen. They still don't know all the details is what he went on to say, but they're parting ways and, and hopefully everything will turn out right. But in the meantime, it's easier for <laughs> David Ellison to not be in Megadeth because, you know, they're, they're having a tour this, this summer, late summer, fall. And, you know, Megadeth don't want that trouble. Their tickets are going for about $1,000 last time I checked. So they don't want people not buying those tickets for whatever reason. They don't want to be canceled. So they, they, they fired them. And <laughs> that's that really the end of that story. David Ellison is uh, saying that he will take legal action, the people who leaked that video, because it was a private conversation between two consulting adults. And he actually is akinning it to to revenge porn, which if you guys know, or maybe you don't know, revenge porn is a very, very serious crime. It's a federal crime, federal felony. <laughs> and uh, if if he actually gets uh, that into court and charges with that, whoever leaked it and spread that misinformation, you know, he's pursuing that and, you know, legal action. And that's probably, you know, I'm no legal expert again, but maybe that's why. It was better for Megadeth to fire him because he lost money. He lost a job based on it. And that will make that dude that leaked that video or girl, we don't know, uh, it's going to make it harder for that person in jail. And it might even lead to jail time. And then she'll get, he or she will get fucked harder in jail than David Ellison did out of being in Megadeth. And even more Megadeth news, we talked about in the past, I want to say maybe about six months ago, about the European releases of DC Comics' Death Metal uh, series, or Dark Knight's Death Metal. You know, they have a soundtrack with Megadeth in it, and they have uh, Mastodon. Mastodon just released their uh, song from that album as a single, so you can actually see it. I'll put a screenshot here for you, because it's the comic book art with Mastodon playing. I, it was really cool to see uh, Greg Capullo's art over the music of Mastodon while I was at the gym the other day. I felt a little giddy being a, a metal fan and a comic fan. You know how I love those crossovers. But um, if you remember that story, you remember that I was mad that only Europe gets those variant covers. Here in America, we don't get those. And I tried to find a way to get it, and I still haven't found it. But Megadeth released their cover as a shirt. So you can actually buy the new Megadeth shirt is DC Comics art by Greg Capullo. So guess what I'm getting for myself for Christmas or Sunday, whichever day comes first. In other legal news, um, Marilyn Manson is in trouble, as you know. Um, they issued an arrest warrant for him in New Hampshire. Now, now I don't think it's for the sexual shit. This is actually based on a, something that happened at a concert of his back in August 18th of 2019. And uh, he basically, he, he, the the warrant says that he spit on the videographer. So, you know, the videographer is like, I'm just as hurt as all those other alleged 
sex act. So let me make sure I get that money before they do. At least that's what I assume. I'm no legal expert, like he was pointing out, but <laughs> he might, you know, he might have to shell out for that one. But yeah, hey, Marilyn Manson allegedly spit on a videographer, and now there's an arrest warrant. Maybe that's all they can get him on, and that's <laughs> what they're gonna do. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a heavy metal minute. Great job, Mo. Nah, it's okay. Nah, it I see stuff. all the mistakes now. Nah. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I will go ahead and say that I thought that that video was 100% on point, except for the fact that I do believe that you very well might be a legal expert. So, outside of that, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll, take, with... I'll take my legal advice from Moses Magnum any day of the week. Mo, Mo, Moses Magnum, JD, Esquire, <laughs> um, Moses Magnum, Esquire. It, it's, <laughs> you know, his name is Moses Magnum. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like you got to win every case. Look, <laughs> I don't think you get that name unless you win every case. <laughs> You're right. At least right. that's my marketing plan. <laughs> Moses Magnum, Esquire. The, the thing is, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about the John Schaefer thing, too. You know, the, the treasonous John Schaefer, who uh, graces us with our uh, outro theme. Um, <laughs> and, and I called that one from beginning to end. Like, it's almost yeah. taking too long at this point because yeah. he's still yet to see his day in court. And I don't think he's going to get any time. And uh, the only thing that I didn't see as a... Uh, as the wild card was the witness protection thing, which mm. that's weird because he can't perform <laughs> in witness protection. He's going to go back yeah. to being, uh, he used to, you know, when he was writing music for the band, he, he was a, a Home Depot guy, like where all the Mexicans, or I'm sorry, where all the undocumented workers from all sorts of walks of life and countries uh, stand outside Home Depot to get work. He was one of them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I think the first tour he was still doing that, you know, because wow. there's, there's no money in metal, and especially you know when you know so it's like he's gonna go back to doing that, and <laughs> look, it turns out nobody's gonna need to know who he is, other than the oath keepers and the militia people he he ratted out <laughs> to the <laughs> to the state department. <laughs> wow. yeah. Are we not allowed to see Mexicans anymore? I just don't yeah. want to get canceled. You definitely can't say Mexicans. Everyone well, you can that. say Mexicans. You can't just assume that they're all Mexicans standing out at Home Depot. Yeah. It, it, it might be a, like, you know, well, some of them might be uh, Nicaraguans. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo, I heard you. <laughs> um, so, back to news. Jay, did you, I, I, do you have a story that you were trying to do? Or, I think two stories. Say again? I think I have like two stories. Yeah, if you would like, go ahead. Like, why don't you give us one of them? Uh, so the Saw franchises joined the billion dollar box office club following the release of Spy uh, Spiral. Mm. So, yeah, now the Saw franchise has earned over a billion dollars thanks to this newest movie that's so crazy i saw the trailer for that 
And uh, I was intrigued, but I love Chris Rock. I didn't see how he could do that. <laughs> be good yeah. I, you know, people tell me to watch Fargo season four. He's in that. Yeah. And he does yeah. a really good job there. But, yeah. you know, I believe that he could do a good job in Fargo. I don't think he could do a good job in Saw. Like, but, you know, Saw is one of these franchises that can actually, like, I mean, Donnie Wahlberg got his comeback. <laughs> From the Saw movie, so I, I guess I mean, if you can be good in that, like, you know, you can. It lends itself, I guess, for you to be good if you're good, yeah. But in the trailer, like, it didn't didn't appease my suspicion. But I'm down to watch it. I love the, the Saw movie, so. I can say from first hand experience, he's great. Okay. And there you go. It might have been just a shitty like. They probably went to Fiverr and got a, a trailer editor or something. Because, <laughs> I mean, Joe, you saw the trailer too, right? Like, am I off base thinking that he might not be that great in it based on the trailer? I think the trailer does not give him enough. Like, okay. you really have no idea what he can or can't do going by the trailer. Like, okay. Miller doesn't showcase him well at all. Okay. Yeah, and for me, I was expecting this with a name like Chris Rock and Saw, like the trailer should showcase that, and I guess yeah. it did. Uh, so I was right; they they got they went to Fiverr and got somebody to edit the trailer. Right, but the movie is actually really good, and I love the theme, like. It's actually good. Like, and when you say the theme, you mean the theme? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, no. What, what's your question? I was going to ask, like, is it the, the theme of the story or, like, the actual music? No, the theme of the story. Okay. Which is killing people that deserve it. Mm. Um, of course, they have a chance to, like, uh, you know, get free if they work through the trap. But... yeah. That was actually one of the only shortcomings this movie had. Like, the traps were not great. And it did feel like the timing was a little off uh, compared to some of the other movies. Like, they don't have enough time to, like, really sit, like, sit with what they can and can't do. Like, for instance, this guy, one of the people that gets trapped, um, he has, like, two minutes to decide whether or not he wants to lose his tongue or get hit by a train. And it's like, that's not enough time. Like, he, like I feel like that was something he should have sat with for a while. And... That kind of happens with, like, almost all the traps. Like, they feel a little rushed. Like, they're not actually giving these people a chance to get out. Which may be on purpose, but at the same time, you know, if you're going to take up the mantle of Jigsaw, you got to give people a chance. And no matter how much you hate them. Am I wrong? And feeling like 
That's an easy decision, whether you're going to lose your tongue or get hit by a train? Um, honestly, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's self-harm is a, is hard. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, like just doing something with the fact that you're going to like, you're going to cut your tongue out and you've got to do it quick. It's like. I can see myself hesitating a little, like, like it's my tongue. I'm used to yeah. it. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm not saying that you, it's easy to do, or that, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, well, hey, what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it like fire, you know, <laughs> you know, like quickly, like you know, oh, it's nothing. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. You know, when you're like, okay, well, what are my choices? It feels like, well, I can't let the train hit me. So, <laughs> you know, like I can't, I can't, like, you know, I, I definitely can't let that happen. So, once I've come to that decision, it's not like I'm wondering, you know, if I should cut my off my tongue or not. It's it's me trying to figure out how do I do this, like, probably the least painful way possible, or. How do I suck myself up to to just you know get it off as opposed to like you know yeah but yeah trust me I I feel where you're coming from and I'm sure if I watched it I'm sure I would be like oh yeah I'd probably act like that too because I, right. I made the choice but follow the follow through is the thing right which we, we choose a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> right we or we think we choose a lot of things and then how how often do we do them. <laughs> so, Right, but it's a good movie, and Chris Rock is great in it. Cool, and I, like the direction the story is going. Like, I really hope they keep these up. Nice. I mean, I'm I'm in to watch it, like, but I'm not gonna run to the theater for it. Like, Joe, you weren't here when I said it, but I would go to see the movie. I'm gonna go see in the theater first. It's gonna be a quiet place. Really. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one, and I talked all through it. So, like, you know what? I think in the theater with social distancing, and you know, I hope there's not a bunch of fucking assholes talking through it like me. But uh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Like, oh, good. I really wish I saw the first one in the theater by myself, dude. First one was good, like. Yeah. And the little baby, like, man, that was crazy. Yeah. Why do you even deal with that shit? Yeah. (laughs) Joe's out here tossing babies in the trash. We don't even need monsters. I mean, (laughs) it's a a fucking hell of a liability. Like, yeah. Babies do is cry. Right. And these monsters are attracted to sound. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, at any moment, you could have aliens on you because the baby just like got hungry or annoyed. But or, even the giving birth like process, like that, you know, like she can't push without making noise. Like I mean, I don't know. I never, I've taken a big shit, but I've never birthed a baby. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like that part is controllable. Like you, I, can, I don't think any of us here are qualified to talk on that part of it. 
I mean, I saw the movie. Like, they, they have the scene where she gives birth. Yeah. It's basically, like, in a safe. So, like, no noise can escape. So she's allowed to be as loud as she wants. And she was loud. That's, that's, that's the solution right there. Yeah. Carry around a small safe to put the baby in. <laughs> You're so insensitive, Larry. <laughs> the, the, uh, a friend of mine was talking about watching that movie in the movie theater and was just like, like, he was, he was basically telling me, he was like, you could hear a pin drop in that. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. He was like, everybody was just like, everyone shut up. <laughs> because the movie apparently did such a good job of immersing everyone in that experience that they were just like, we can't talk because these things will get us. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like that's that's an amazing kind of group experience to have. I can't even imagine. Like, like I, I like forget about the group part. Like, yeah, I just want to be in a big dark room that's quiet. <laughs> I don't I don't trust enough people. Like Honestly, I don't trust the second one to deliver that experience as well as the first one did. Like, realistically, like the movie could be great, but people know what they're getting into already, so they're gonna crack right. jokes. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think I can only do this in the theater if you know you gotta make your, re- your reservation and be six feet apart from other people, and you know, because I, I don't think I, I wouldn't if this was. Pre-pandemic, I wouldn't go see this here. I don't want to do it with nobody. <laughs> like, bitch, shut up! I'm like, fuck you, you shut up, bitch. Yeah. Hilarity. But, so, yeah. um, what's your other story, Jay? Um, so Sonic Central is a live stream that's happening Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the official Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube and Twitch. Uh, They're celebrating the 30th anniversary and they're announcing a bunch of stuff like games, movie announcements, um, basically everything that's going to be happening with Sonic. Cool. And that's like Thursday, like tomorrow, Thursday? Um, yes. Oh, all right. So our, our live listeners, check that out. If you're watching a podcast, you missed it already. Yeah. <laughs> we got to tune in live. Right. All right. Mo, you got any more stories? Uh, My mom just called me because she knew all like. Right. She goes, you're Good. probably busy, so I'm going to bother you. I don't know. I just told her, shut the fuck up. I'll call you later. But, oh, um, but yeah, Brie Larson is uh, reportedly in talks to play Mara Jade <laughs> in the theatrical. And it's, it's, it's <sighs> like, I, I'm conflicted because, you know, they did everything to avoid Mara Jade so far. Uh-huh. And uh, and Star Wars Union was amazing, let alone the stuff that led up to that <laughs> with Mara Jade in it. And uh, and they ignored all of that, including Ben Solo. So, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, they made Ben Solo, not 
you know, Ben Skywalker. But mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's yeah, uh, uh, and that casting, like uh, I don't think she should, she should play <laughs> Mara Jade. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what she do looks, I know? She looks good with red hair. Okay, like <laughs> yeah, I mean if that's all it takes. You no, know, no, that's definitely not all it takes. I mean, it is to you because you see people with red hair as they all look the same to you, but no, you know, I mean, clearly, like that's why you would say that. Like, I don't see why you would say that as a as a a, a benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Like, it's like looking good with red hair is not, you know. It's like it's one of these things where, I mean, obviously based on on. Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel performance, I wouldn't be like, oh, she's a, she'd, be, she'd be a great Mara Drade. I wouldn't say that. But, like, based on, like, if I was looking at, like, her Scott Pilgrim performance, I would think I mean, that would be performance is like, whatever. Like, it's not amazing. It's a good, it's a good performance. But that's just because it was good, a good movie. Like, it's everybody perfect. did good in that. Like, it's not... Uh, like you could be a bad performance in a good movie. Like she played that character well. It's like that 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 character scene. isn't Mara Jade. That character isn't Captain Marvel. Like she could play that character. Uh, yeah. No, no. Like I, 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 I'm not. Listen, trust me. I'm not in on Brie Larson as Mara Jade. I'm just saying that I know that when she wants to, she can act. Yeah. But you don't know, like at least I know for me, I don't know when that's going to be because sometimes, like, there are points in Captain Marvel where it's like, not great. I mean, she won an Academy Award, not for Captain Marvel. No, but <laughs> but the, I, look again, it, you know, she did those Honda commercials or Nissan nice, or was it Infinity commercials, and it's like she's not good in that either. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I think she, if anything, um, yeah, <laughs> Tire Claw for, for once makes a good point. I think Brie Larson would make a good Simon Saran if they did a Metroid movie, and that's because you don't get to see her till the after credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think you're right, but I think she would be a, a great Samus. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm more like. It's a multi-tiered uh, disappointment level for me, and <laughs> that if that story is true, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. and then there's like leak scenes of Love and Thunder of Natalie Portman walking around, and it, there's Love and Thunder <laughs> in those scenes. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to get a shoe thrown at me. Yeah, but uh, in, on Instagram, somebody asked, "Is she going to be Thor though?" And it's like, yes, <laughs> like yeah. that's the whole plot yeah. of the movie, you know. Yeah. But also, it's like she's not really gonna be Thor because they're not doing the Donald Blake thing that they did with her. I don't think because the movie oh. set it up as that's not a thing. So, mm. you know, so yeah, technically she'll never be Thor. She'll just carry the hammer. Yeah. But but in the comics, she didn't really do the Donald Blake thing. Like right, well, she was unrecognizable because it was a female Thor, and then the other she turned when she didn't, you know, didn't have it. 
or unactivated the power, it was Jane Foster. Yeah, but but the Donald Blake thing, like Donald Blake and Thor kind of almost like switched places, right? Right. But that's, I mean, look, it's a two different bodies <laughs> in oh, the no, film. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, I, that's, what I'm, I, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, it's okay. a two different oh, bodies. I, and, so, and I feel that. You're right. Like, yeah. you're going to do two different bodies. Okay. Right. So, you know, and that's that's where I'm like, yeah, technically she'll never be Thor because Thor is still Thor. Because <laughs> when Captain America and Infinity War grabbed it, like the, the, the foundation of the MCU sets it up so that if you grab the hammer, you can wield the thunder. And that's about it. You're not Thor. You know, mm. Vision carried it. He didn't turn into Thor. He didn't wield the power of Thor. Um, and Captain America grabbed it and he didn't like had like you know a optimal optimist moment where he's like Captain America but Thor you know right. mashups you know so the movies aren't gonna do you know she'll never be Thor per se you know in, in the biblical sense but uh yeah so she'll just carry the hammer yeah yeah well that was my fight this week in on Instagram <laughs> follow us so that you can get in on all of that it's a great pick <laughs> um like you know we don't have to go too deep into it if you all don't want to but i would I, I am interested in hearing what you all think about this entire like at&t like basically oh yeah selling off the the warner media section of the company, which basically includes DC Comics and potentially like fuck is that are, sound? Are, are gonna merge with Discovery. Is that me? And so huh? Is that me in that sound? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. That that's me, I think. Hold on. Yeah. The fuck, man? Don't you mean your notifications? Normally they're not, they are, but I don't know. It's acting up. So anyway, so yeah, what do you think of that? I'm sorry, all I heard was "ding." The last thing, <laughs> you know me, <laughs> I get fixated on this shit. I honestly am not sure how I feel about it. Like, it it's odd, but mm-hmm. I can only hope that this move increases confidence in the company. Yeah. And, uh, well, but I would like it if, if it brings more confidence in the company, um, it kind of got a personal stake in the matter. So, you know, I want AT and T to do good, to be better. Wait, you have money in AT and T? Is that what's what's going on? Yes. You bought shit. Oh, dude, you should have sold those a month ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like AT and T is a sinking ship. They they overextended their resources. They they you know they they got rid of Directv, and they're they're merging their media shit with Discovery, and that they, they they're more importantly. They're cutting off your dividend. So the moment they cut off your dividend, that's when you should have sold because you're, there's no real benefit in funding whatever the fuck 
ideas they have. Like, you know, all I really care about at this point from AT&T, look, this is side comics. This is the money. Like, if you listen to the Money Magnum podcast, you would have heard that. Where what, they, I got rid of all the the AT&T shares. Like, all I care about AT&T is about Lily's big breast right now. That's it. That's all this, that's worth it in AT&T right now because their fake 5G don't work and, and their media shit don't work. So, you know, HBO Max actually is proven to be good as a service, but they got rid of that <laughs> before it started proving to be good. So, you know, we're going to get better shit there, but that's going to be discovery. Like, if anything, if you can invest in discovery, you should have done that a month ago. But because, yeah, the dividend, the whole point of AT&T Park was dividends that it played. And they, they haven't stopped that yet. But they're stopping it in like a month. Like it's time to get rid of AT and T. Like there's no real, there's no. Also, from an investor standpoint, there's no point in having money in AT and T if they're cutting off the, the dividends, because they're not creating new technology. They're not doing anything, and they're not the leaders in the industry in their mark. They're not the market leaders in their industry. So they're 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 the sinking ship. The, the general consensus is, does seem to be that people, like, they're trying to get out of the entertainment business, and that's mm -hmm. why they're selling all that stuff. Yeah, which, that's what it is. And know. and cutting the dividends is, is cutting the dividends is 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 the the, the, the death knell. Like, they're, they're, they're gonna do that. And, like, get out now. Because <laughs> by the time they cut it off, and you sell, you're gonna take a loss, my friend. And now I'm talking to you like a stockbroker. I call you my friend, you know. <laughs> but yeah, this this is money magnum talking. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, like if anything, right now, it, take get rid of whatever dividends, whatever dividends you got from AT&T, cash them out, put that shit in your copper, your gold, your silver, because inflation's coming. <laughs> no, but inflation's coming. Don't don't fuck with the Bitcoin. Don't fuck with the crypto. That that's 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 lottery tickets. It, it has a price of five dollars, but it could be worth nothing. So go go into your, your precious metals right now because when inflation comes, that's the shit that's gonna make you money. Now I'm not a, a financial advisor. <laughs> now he's not a financial yeah, advisor. I'm not. <laughs> if if you do anything I tell you, consult with a professional because I'm not licensed to tell you this. I'm just telling you what I do based on what Tom Likens tells me to do. So yeah, that's take great. that. Yeah, that look that prick's a millionaire, <laughs> and he made all his money not on radio. <laughs> so yeah, that prick, that prick is is a fucking like, he lives on a a, a what twenty acre ranch, <laughs> and that that he makes money hand over fist on, on dividends and on EFTs and and yeah, yeah. Listen to him. Don't listen to don't listen to Elon Musk about financial advice because this motherfucker just stopped taking Bitcoin because he he realized he was being hypocritical because of the amount of coal it takes to power all those servers. So, yeah. Listen to Tom Likas, not Elon Musk on financial shit. So, uh, I guess I, I, I feel like the general consensus from the comic book community is like... Oh, we're talking about comics. Sorry. Things can't get worse for DC Comics. Like... Yeah. Like Discovery is not gonna treat DC Comics any worse than AT and T did, so things will probably be fine for for DC 
and and potentially could even get better. Who knows? Like maybe maybe the people at Discovery actually like think there might be worth in investing in the publishing arm a little bit, or at least making them like you know happy, huh? Didn't Discovery used to own Cuba? Yeah. And they you saw did. Them. They what? You saw what happened to Cuba. I, what is that again? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what Joe's trying to tell you. Oh, like, yeah, they, they, they didn't do anything with it. They, it. It had potential because it was a, a cartoon network type thing geared towards a certain age group and that still produced you know, quality content and it, you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go nowhere. Oh, okay. It did okay for a while, but then it did. Yeah, they did okay until the, you know, but the, that's the thing. It's, you know, you're getting AT&T is treating their media shit like like Discovery treated Cubo. So why would you expect for the, for Discovery to treat DC better than AT&T treated DC? <laughs> yeah, they gutted it. They they literally Donald Trump it. They they dismantled it and left it quivering and then expect somebody to fix it, but then the person that fixes it isn't like going to want to do it. Like there's there's no point in putting those resources in there. You know, well, the, the not for discovery. There's no, there's no, perp, there's no real benefit for discovery to put resources towards that publishing arm. You know, maybe well, the the TV shit and all that shit, maybe, but not the publishing. But you don't like. I'm not saying like dump a whole bunch of money in it, but if you make people happy, so they keep making stories, and those stories are things that you're like, well, we can turn those stories into. Larry, 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 Larry. Poor optimist. Naive Larry. There's no money. There's no money. There's no money in keeping people happy. MCU doesn't look MCU keep people happy up until the contract expires. (laughs) Yeah. So they do the contract, but you know, it's not like they're saying, oh, we're gonna revive (laughs) Tony Stark. You know, like they're they're not gonna shell out that money, you know. They're like, you know what, let's try to make this WandaVision good. You know, let's let's try to do that. And look, that's fine because they could do that on the cheap. There, I don't. There's nothing that that DC has gotten as cheap as it's gonna get. <laughs> there's nothing you can do to like keep people more. Ha- you know, you're not. You know, scouting talent. Yeah, like look, you can scout talent, but it's like that publishing arm is a dying industry. It's a dying industry. Specifically, like you know, if the comics as a whole, print comics as a whole, is a dying industry. That's the gangrenous left leg is DC. So <laughs> why would you put money? Just chop it off. I guess you know, we'll see. You, you'll, you'll get those characters. If you can get those characters and, and use those to, to sell out, you know, make movies, then yeah. But comics, you, you might as well kiss those motherfuckers goodbye. Discovery's not going to keep it alive. I like I, I guess yeah maybe maybe I'm just maybe I am just optimistic I'm like you know I don't I don't have any faith in non comic book people making great comic book stories for Look, characters that have existed the thing so, is it's not about well you're talking about comics all right 
look, yeah. No, no, I, I'm just I'm yeah. talking about the comics in in relation to supplying the ideas for the mass media stuff. Like not yeah, not, like, not, not, like, not not <laughs> comics like for the sake of comics, even though I, I yeah. personally feel again, like, yeah. Feeling that this mass media stuff has to follow the comics to be good or to be successful <laughs> is a flawed thought process because you can't like half the shit that, that people love is not like the comics. <laughs> yeah, people people love the Snyder people Cut. People love the Snyder Cut. It's like that's not Superman. No, but I don't. I look. They say they love the Snyder Cut, but they like, love it. I, look, all you had to do was. Let me put it like this. If the Snyder Cut had released in theaters, I don't know that the Snyder Cut would have done any better than the Joss Whedon Cut. I think it, look, it doesn't matter what or what it did. It's what it did. He got paid to do it again because there was enough people that liked it. There's not, look. I think, I think that was just bad management at, at WB, honestly. Uh, again, somebody made, made somebody made a rogue decision. Again, and everybody, what are you doing? Again, again, HBO Max has proven to not be as lame a duck after that, because people flocked to it for it, and they stayed with it. HBO like, Max. HBO Max isn't successful because of the Snyder Cut. No, it, it, HBO Max was doing poorly. It wasn't doing what they wanted. The Snyder Cut. Once that came out, and, and the thing they're doing with the movies now, it kept people around. It's a viable medium for streaming right now. After that, I mean, listen, I'm telling you, you, you I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree. You don't have to agree, it's the facts. It's like you believe that it is. What you don't have any facts, there's no, yeah, there are no facts. The numbers, numbers. there is numbers, no, there's there numbers are. on subscribers and uh customer retention. No, but Moses, if if you if you don't, you don't know. Like, how do you know that it was Justice League versus them releasing their entire movie slate for 2021 on HBO Max? It was the thought process of doing that. The Justice League got people talking about it, and they flocked to it, and they stuck around. They, it could have been other things. It could have been a combination of things. That's the thing. But the thing is, the the Snyder Cut got the, that got the news that dominated the news for HBO Max for the the the. Come on, Larry. You act like you didn't report on these news stories. I'm saying nobody, nobody. Uh, talks, like, you, you guys here, like, you guys love Dave Chappelle. You, we talk about Chris Rock. You guys, you know, you guys not talking about that damn Michael Che. No, no, I'm not. No. Yeah, I exactly. I, I don't understand what that has to do with the conversation we're having. That's a show on HBO Max. Nobody's talking about the damn Michael Che, but no. they they still talk about the Snyder Cut. No, Michael Che. Yeah, but I don't you like know, what what's the point that you're making? I don't The point is that 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 manipulation of news stories got people flocking and it got people to look at HBO Max differently. Like, oh, we're getting this is this is maybe something, you know, even if they're not even that interested in the Snyder cut, they're like, Well, this is big because people are talking about it, you know? And and and, and that's what's like, a lot of great stuff on it. It has more stuff that isn't that great than stuff that is great, but it's people are still using. 
streaming platform. Again, like that's not there. People, it, it, people, it's a success now. <laughs> after they decided to, you know, AT and T decided to do I'm their not, shit. I'm not disagreeing with that idea that it's not. I'm not saying it's it's yeah. unsuccessful. I'm saying that that success I don't feel is due to the Snyder Cut. It, it's a com. It, it's a perfect storm of things. The Snyder Cut and Big Thunder. You guys are being circular. We should move on. Yeah. Hey. So, something that I am excited about in comics, which I was surprised by, uh, friggin' Todd McFarlane's Spawn announcements, which I didn't. I missed the initial announcement, huh? The Spawn universe stuff. Yeah. I did. I don't remember the initial Spawn universe stuff, but now that the like details are coming out and you know like him deciding i'm gonna get like creators to help me create this like a whole bunch of characters in this universe uh i'm like you know what i will give that a shot because it's like one of those things where i've kind of wanted to get back into spawn but have I haven't had like what I felt was like a good jumping on point. Like, you know, I, I like every time Spawn has like a uh like a seminal issue, I always like pick it up. Like I got like 250, 200, 300, you know what I mean? But it's not like I mess around and read Spawn regularly, but I feel like you know, they're going to launch the the Spawn's universe joint and from there they'll spin out into these he's planning on launching four different titles eventually. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to read those and check them out. How do you, look, is there, yeah. is there any part of y'all that would be like, you know what? I'll see what Spawn has to offer or are you like, ah, well, I'm over. I got a chance to look at some of the King Spawn stuff. Mm-hmm. And that looks like like I want to read. Yeah, so I'm definitely, yeah. Like, it might be one of those things where there's something for everyone yeah. <laughs> instead of just one title that we all have to, you know. But eh, part of it is like, how is it all going to connect? Am I going to want to have to buy everything? You know, right. like, but you only get that from reading it, and I'm, uh, I'm up for it. So, yeah, the, the Spawn's Universe book is basically like, a, uh, like an alpha. And from there, you kind of get a, a, a little bit of each of the other series that are coming and they're doing like King Spawn. They're going to do a, like a gunslinger, a gunslinger spawn. They're going to do, I think a, a she spawn. And then they're doing a book called the scorched, which is like a, a team up book. And so, uh, that's a good name for a spawn team up book. Yeah. The scorched, yeah, no, I agree. I was like, dude, like that, it all sounds really cool. And so, the Spawns Universe book is supposed to have Greg Capullo, supposed to have Donnie Cates, it's supposed to have uh, uh, David Finch, Todd, Todd's gonna do stuff like a lot of, and there are more creators, oh, a, part of, a part of that too. Say it again, Jay. Yeah, he was streaming today, he was uh, doing drawing artwork. David Finch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it Spawn stuff or something different? I didn't watch it. I only found ah. it because it was <laughs> uh, That's fair. It was in my subscription videos. 
Yeah. But I was just like, dude, Greg Capullo doing Spawn stuff. It's like, I would like to see that. I would like to see that. Oh, you look, read, read Spawn 27. <laughs> no, I want to just even do new Spawn stuff. Oh, okay. Spawn stuff. Look, look, say what you mean. Say what you mean. Greg Capullo doing new Spawn stuff. No. <laughs> All right. Look, anybody got any more stories before we get out of here? Natalie, Port- Natalie Portman is in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> you look okay. You go get it. It's true. <laughs> you trying? You trying? I see what you're doing over here. You're trying to. You're trying to get that makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I see you. All right. True. Moses Magnum. Do I give me some final thoughts, man? Um, Oz isn't here, but you can enjoy his package. It's actually up and ready now. So if you kick, if you hit the like and the subscribe, and, and so you already got and the bell, you already got that notification. But uh, yeah, it's up and ready. Oz's package is up and ready for you right now on uh, FantasticForum.live. Indeed, indeed. Jay, give us some final thoughts, buddy. You're muted, Jay. Yeah, okay. I guess you're just not going to review Demon Slayer, huh? Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Jay. I mean, listen, you don't like you don't want me to do a quick review, right? Or you want me to do a quick one? I do. I can stop the music. Yeah, no, stop. no, no. I I like I'll, I'll do it in my final thoughts. No, stop the music. Let's stop. read Demon Slayer. Yeah. Stop the music. <laughs> oh, sorry, this is the wrong one. Best. Theater. Comic book theater. We're doing movie reviews. Larry, you watched Demon Slayer. Tell me all about it. So. Um, as Jay had mentioned before, <laughs> Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, is uh, a story about basically the the cast of Demon Slayer going onto a train and fighting demons, <laughs> or, fight, or yeah, I mean yeah, fight, find a demon and a demon's minions. Now um, we have a whole episode discussing that. So it's really just your take, right? Is that what Joe wants? Yeah, just my take. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my take is that it was really good. <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't know, I don't know what Jay wants me to say, but Demon Slayer's awesome. I think right, I think everybody knows that. And if you don't know it, what's wrong with your brain? Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean like it was it was fantastic. It was great to be in the movies again, even though the popcorn sucked. Like, oh my god, yeah. that's so bad. Well, because they have and to that, sanitize it from when they pick really it up. Made... Yeah, when they pick it up on the floor, they sanitize it to put it back in the machine. I I was very I was I was really disappointed because it was my first uh, uh, tub of movie popcorn in a in a year and a half, and it was it was like I was like, dude. Like I could have just eaten good movie popcorn and I would be like 
I, I look, I, I was like, I'm just saying, I was really disappointed. <laughs> it, did, it, it didn't make the movie bad, but it almost did. <laughs> that's how bad the. That's how. Look, if it wasn't Demon Slayer, if it was some other random like anime movie, I might have been like, that movie sucked. But it really would have been just the, the popcorn. If it was a popcorn movie, you'd really been disappointed. Oh, dude, listen. If I had watched, uh, what's that joint with The Rock? Uh, the big one? Is that what that movie's called? With the, with the earthquake? What's that movie called? San Andreas. Oh, uh, uh, I guess, yeah. If I watched San Andreas with that popcorn, I'd be like, man, The Rock's losing it. <laughs> but because it was Demon Slayer, it's amazing. And Heck, I, just, man, I, I should stop eating this, but I ate it all still. <laughs> I, paid, I paid money. <laughs> yeah, Hanks and Chat says the popcorn. <laughs> it tasted like it. It tasted like pandemic popcorn. I was like, damn, what is wrong? Like, I was like, the butter didn't even make it good. I was like, Jesus. That's because it's not even butter. Like, you couldn't I'm, believe it's not butter. But you no, know, I mean, I know. Like, listen, I like I, the. Oh, I know the only movie theater that, that would actually put real butter on their popcorn shut down because of the pandemic, and this yeah. is why President Trump's the worst president because of that, and because comic books stopped for a little bit too. God damn it! He also got you, OK man, KO. Well, huh? He also got OK KO. Let's be heroes canceled. No, see? that was a direct result of his actions. Thus, well, look. So. What I'm saying is Demon Slayer is amazing. It fights mediocre popcorn and demons. Uh, the animation is is ridiculous. And, you know, it's, it. I mean, this is like, I mean, that's all like, uh, if you have seen Demon Slayer as, as like the anime, which, you know, just, just go watch, go watch two episodes. I promise you, by that time, you'll either be like, this is something I need to keep watching or there's something wrong with your brain. <laughs> One or the other. That's it. That's like, those are, the, those are the options. And you'll just be like, so imagine that at a friggin' movie, movie scale. Like on a friggin', like imagine what you saw in the show, but it's a feature length production. So that's yeah. Let me put it like this: I wasn't planning on going to go to the movies, probably until Black Widow came out, because I didn't think that there was like a movie that really was like gonna say to me like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? I feel like that will be worth making a trip to the movies. And then Jay was like, so they're showing this Demon Slayer joint, and you know, my only concern was, it will it still be around? Once my my vaccination is full, <laughs> and once we once we determine that it was playing for that extra week, we went done. <laughs> so that's it. It's fantastic. You should go see it if you can. If it's still in theaters, which it may not be, uh, but if you, if it is in a theater wherever you are, then yeah, go watch it. It's like you don't even need to be watching the the anime to go and watch that joint. It tells you everything you need in the movie. It's self contained. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, there's some characters in it that you may not recognize if you're not watching or if you haven't gotten far enough in the show. But you don't everything you need to know about those characters you learn 
in or oh yeah all the pertinent stuff you need to know about the characters you learn in the in the movie so go watch it you'll have a good time especially if you like i mean honestly i feel like even whether you like anime or not you might just like it because it's it's a good story and it's cool it's interesting it's like yeah it's awesome man mess with it my nephew um went to see it my nephew went to see it and he he hadn't watched the series at all he went with his friends to go see it and he's like he really, really enjoyed it. And he's like, you ever seen it? And I'm, honestly, I only watched the first episode. But as a first episode of an anime, like, it just does a really good job as it is. So I can only imagine what a movie does. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, like, I still haven't finished the first season. So, you know, there might be some things that I learned in addition, maybe, to about some of these characters. But realistically, like, most of the characters I was familiar enough with, there was just like one that I was kind of like, oh, is that person like, is that person, do I know more about, or did I learn more about that person? If I kept watching, would I have learned more? If I kept watching, I don't know. We'll see. I'll find out because, you know, I'll probably be finishing up real, real soon. But I was just like, man, it like, it was a joy to watch. So I give it, uh, Five out of five. five. Still popcorns out of five. <laughs> Still I feel like that's what I'm gonna give bad movies. <laughs> five stale popcorns. I give it five. That's like your Razzie wonderfully, Award. Wonderfully natural buttered Arclight popcorns out of five. It's fantastic. Hexilla and Chat says Trump, you son of a bitch. I agree. KO was a treasure. And you're right. Okay, KO was a treasure. Yeah. I like the art style. I don't know if I would have gotten into the cartoon, but I, I like the design, the character designs. I just like looking at them. I actually watched it on mute like twice. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. That's funny. I just like the dude, like, yeah. It has to do with the little bandana, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, it, it looked cool. Like, I want those toys. I don't know if I'm gonna sit there and watch a whole cartoon, but you know, I'm yeah, a busy. Signs are really interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I actually I forgot I had a, also a different, uh, a different final thought. But when we get to that, I'll I'll, I'll do it again. See the Captain Planet up move. I would check that out. Actually, honestly, all their crossover episodes are really good. Yeah. You know, I guess I'll do my final thought now without the music, but because it, it well, because it's more like a commentary thing. Like, I gotta, I'm mad at you, Larry, for doing a show that's only news so we don't have to read anything or watch anything. And, uh, you know, I'm mad at you for agreeing to do it when I suggested it because I had to watch this show called Sweet Magnolias on Netflix because I'm like I don't have to do nothing for the show I'll just watch this and it's it's so dumb but I still enjoyed watching it but it's so dumb I don't recommend it to anybody and if you watch it you're just gonna have this this smiling face of like man what a beautiful waste of time <laughs> <laughs> I, I really it made me feel like I'm dumb 
uh, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I wish I was dumb so I wouldn't get aggravated by news or, or news stories or shit I read in, in, in you know, Associated Press, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is what it's like to be dumb, to just be happy with life and not expect anything good, out of, anything more than what you get out of life. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the next season. Sweet Magnolias. I think that's what it's called. I don't even know the name. <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's retarded. I'm sorry, <laughs> slow adult, slow adult. But yeah, I blame you, Larry, for not giving us something to review or, or I don't know what that is, but I didn't tell you to watch it. Like I'm gonna make you watch it. Oh I don't know if I want to watch something called Sweet Magnolia. <laughs> You'll love it. Oh. All right. It doesn't look like something I would love. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I don't even know how this show gets made, and it's like, you know, Sandman took this long. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like like that black woman's trapped. It's a total waste of time. <laughs> that black woman has the worst storyline ever. <laughs> she breaks up with a guy because, you know, he's like who he is, and he never wanted to have kids, and then when he finally comes back like 10 years later or whatever, he's like, when we have kids, like, when we have kids? It's like, well, times are different now. You want kids? I'm like, fuck no! And he just leaves. It's like, how the fuck did you expect him to want kids when he's old as fuck now, <laughs> when he didn't watch you when he was young, like you're a fucking idiot, yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole plot point of an episode. It's like it's such a waste of time. Like you want to talk about? Look, I'm surprised that AT and T didn't sell this to Discovery, and this is what they made. <laughs> All right. Let, let's hit the the friggin' final thoughts music and actually get out of here this time. It's playing. It's just low. <laughs> okay. Jay, final thoughts. Uh, fuck Disney. I agree. Wow. Damn. Okay. I forgot to, to have that picture of Disney Larry. I don't know. I have, I have a picture of Disney Larry. Uh, let's see if I can bring it up. Well, yeah, you might not be able to see it. Where is it? Uh, yeah. But yeah, here he is. Disney Larry. The, the focus might not work, but yeah, yeah. nice looking. Got, got, God doesn't like ugly mo. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, then why are you here? But you're the hottest oh. member. But you're the hottest member of Fantastic Forum now at a at a svelte two sixty four. Look, you're probably like two fifty nine now. Oh, I'm not I Listen, from your lips to God's ears. I'm so angry. <laughs> I did three hours of cardio today. <laughs> Look, there it is. And I gained, and I gained point three pounds. And you gained 23 pounds? No, point 0.3. Oh, point 0.3. Oh, hey. I told you, man. Don't do that every day, man. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Too late. 
Listen, for myself and the rest of the team, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, until then, go ahead, like, subscribe, hit notification bells, uh, do the cha-cha, follow us on Twitter, freaking do all this and that and the other with Instagram and Facebook us. Yeah, all that. We'll be back next week with a fantastic forum. Have a good night.